Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This episode is brought to you by Harry's Razors. Love Harry's Razors. This episode has a bit of an edge to it, like Harry's Razors, doesn't it, Mason? Oh my God, the perfect marriage of... um, (laughs) It's a synergy of content and brands. Oh my God, that's what we've always dreamed of, isn't it? (laughs) You know it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Mason. We're here. Feels we good. Are. Now, Mason, last week you forgot to mention until the very end you're on a particular podcast. you want to mention oh, that this right. week? Oh, uh, that's right. Well, last week I was on uh, Matt Stewart's fine and Evan's uh, Monroe Smith's that's fine true. podcast. That's true. They've teamed up finally. Uh, primates, where mm. we talk about primates in popular culture. Uh, and uh, we talked about an episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold, which, mm. which contained both Detective Chimp and the uh, the terrible trio of uh, DC villainous apes, uh, Grod, Gorilla Grod, Monsieur Millar, and the the Gorilla Boss, who's like uh, a like a mafia don, but he's also a gorilla. It, so he's in like a mafia suit. Yes, correct. I yes. love it. Anyway, we had a grand old time. So that's up there on Spotify and at Planet Broadcast. Do you want me to link it below? Yeah, I don't have to. You can just say the word and I'll yes. take it out. No, no, do, please. It's no skin off my nose, Mason. It's actually more work if I. Have to put it in. Can you not hear me in the... Oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Anyway, it's right. a great show. People Thank should listen you. to it. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's linked below. Uh, also, quickly, our charity campaign is nearly at $45,000, which means we're so close to our target of $50,000. Uh, we're gonna, I guess we're going to have to start making some stuff for that, which includes a bonus Q&A, uh, a studio tour. Claire's organising some prizes. I don't know where we're at with that. Are you but, saying we're going to have to start making good on our promises? That's right. For once in our goddamn lives. Ugh, but all right, but absolutely thanks. We normally wouldn't, but that. it's for charity, all right? That's so we true. will this time, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we've been, we've been running ads for that in the last two weeks. It is linked below. Please contribute if you can. There's also other great stuff from other people across the Planet Broadcasting Network, so Please, please donate some money if you like saving the planet or contributing to it in some Even if you're fashion. ambivalent to saving yeah. the planet, I probably, just to be on the safe you're side. You're fucking on it, all right? Yeah. So do something, all right? It's, <laughs> Is that fair? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, good. Yeah. News time. I'm ready for news. Sorry, I kind of, I ramped that up real quick. I probably should. There's no time <laughs> There's no to time. not ramp things up. You were correct to do so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, big news this is from the Hollywood Reporter. The Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> that's how Scooby Doo says it. That's that's the <laughs> it's Hollywood Reporter for dogs. Yes, they break all the biggest scoops and they scoop all the biggest bones. 
out of their backyards. They're going to say scoop the biggest poops, dog poops. Oh, yeah, the dog poops. Yeah. Do dogs poop, scoop their own poops? They, they don't. don't. No, well, Scooby-Doo might. He's probably doing it for Shaggy. He's probably following him behind. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yep. Kevin Feige is going to produce a Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. One knowledgeable source uh, says that Feige is, has told also a major actor that there's a specific role that he would like that person to play when he makes this particular movie. Who do you think that actor is? Well, Brie Larson put her hand up and the internet went insane. Uh-huh. And Chris positively? Ev- 100% positively? 100% positively. Good, good, good. And Chris Evans put his hand up and people there was less of a reaction, but also people thought that was good too. Great. But some people... Not as many. I think more people probably thought that was good. Oh, if yeah. I had to guess, yeah, for I didn't sure. crunch the numbers. Mm. Uh, it didn't go viral. Somebody, somebody's probably desperately crunching the numbers right oh, now, being good. like, "Well, it seems there's a certain amount of support <laughs> for this actor, but less for this actor." So I'm just wondering. <laughs> Actors aside, Mason. Yes. I will come back to that maybe in a sec, but what what do you think of this? What do you think this means for the future of Marvel? What do you think this means for the future of Star Wars? What do you think this means for you? Will you live long enough to see this movie? What will get you? High blood pressure? Tram accident? Um, People call you dumb so much that you just walk into the ocean. What's going to get you? Oh, man. <laughs> Real Sophie's choice, isn't it? They're all so, they're all so likely. They're all so plausible. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I don't know, but I think regardless, I will live long enough you to see You want to be here this, to see it. Cool. See this Kevin Feige Star Wars movie, yeah. People have said, well, uh, do you think maybe this is the testing grounds for Feige taking over more Star Wars stuff? Because Star Wars... Has uh, he done any Star Wars stuff at this well, point? No, but he is also... He started as a massive Star Wars fan. A lot of the Marvel model, he's based around Star Wars. You know, the first 10 years, mm-hmm. that, that thing they did for the MCU? Oh, yes. He took that from Star Wars. In the eighties, when they were like it's the first ten years, so you're like more to come. He, uh, so then he he talked about that a couple of years ago in, a, in an interview on the Star Wars show, which I remember watching at the time. I think it would be a great good, name, the Star Wars show. We got to get him first, don't you? We've talked well, about true, I think we've yeah. had this exact conversation, but I mean, I, I think some of the new Star Wars stuff is hit and miss. Yes, but okay. also it's always been hit and miss. Absolutely, it's, that is so, very true. Yeah, and uh-huh. and the stuff that some people like, some people hate, and vice versa. So yeah. you know, that's whereas how there, it goes. I don't think there's. I mean, there might be one example. Mm. where people are like, I hate this, but I think generally the Marvel movies are consistently... Yes. They're consistently good, I would say. Yeah. Not necessarily all great, mm. consistently good, and maybe that's the maybe that's where they're aiming for, to... Uh, to hit that sweet spot. Hit that sweet stop spot and uh, mm. increase the, sell- the selling of toys. Yes. As you mentioned off-air earlier, apparently the Star Wars toy sales are down. Yes. And that made me very concerned. But it's also, as I've also mentioned to you, toy sales are down in general for everything. Yeah. Because... People are on their iPads. They're on their bloody People iPads, People won't even go they? outside and play with the yo-yo anymore, Mason. Exactly, because there's a yo-yo app now. <laughs> it's $4 a day. That's right. <laughs> and it's ad-supported also. That's right, yeah. If you want to walk the dog, that's yep. an extra $7. Exactly, that's right. <laughs> and you have to purchase an extra long iPad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is $2,500. <laughs> so... I, I do wonder, though, if they're looking for kind of an overall creative person for, mm. for Star Wars. I'm not saying this is it necessarily, but Star Wars is kind of the way it works is, from what I can tell, like the individual directors and showrunners kind of run their particular project, but there is yeah. like a story group that, that runs it. Okay. Marvel does a little bit of that, but in general it all falls down to Kevin Feige. And if you've got like a strong, consistent voice like he's been for, for Marvel, you can, mm-hmm. you can build something great. And I wonder whether they're trying to do something like that with him, or this is just a, a, it could just be a one-off thing. Or it could be like, let's see how this goes. 
Could be some sort of Marvel Star Wars crossover. It won't be. No, it could be. But it could be, but it won't be. But could it be? Could it be? No. That just made me think of his. They've got a dedicated story group. Yes. Something I wonder about all the time. Remember Michael Bay's dedicated Transformers, Transformers story, story group? You remember that? Yes, I remember that. Oh my God, what are they up to these days? They did Bumblebee. But besides that, what are they. I mean. Bumblebee too. They'd be working day and night, these people. You know, mm. old yeah, because they had mm. like they had like fifteen properties. They're like, we're so ready for this, and yes. then the next one they released was Transformers Five, and it's like, come on, <laughs> what have you guys really been doing? Yeah, right. Uh, where's my Insecticons movie? Good question. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, where's the Combiner movie? But they did that one, didn't they? They did it with two, they yeah, did it with two, and it was bad. Where's our good Combiner movie? Give me a good Combiner movie. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, because I think they hired some people like. Benny offered Weiss to do a trilogy, and it was going to be a trilogy originally. Now they're like they're doing the story treatments for maybe one, so they kind of scale yeah, that right. right back. Maybe maybe Feige's there to stand behind those guys and be like, "Try again." <laughs> maybe do another draft. <laughs> yeah, I mean we rag on the Game of Thrones guys as everybody does, mm-hmm. but they only really botched the ending. Like everything else is. I know it's very important, but sure. it's a pretty consistently good show. Even when they go off book. Right. Right of that. Will you ever rewatch Game of Thrones? No, Friends never. Again? Yeah. Never. Never. In many in ways, years. the ending is the most important part. Yeah, you might be right, Mason. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought that would that was worth mentioning. Okay, so we got the Brie Larson and Chris Evans, right? They put yeah. their hand up to be like, I'll be Obi Wan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you th- is there anybody from the MCU that you think would be a good fit? Sebastian Stan as a young Luke Skywalker. Oh, Have you seen those comparisons? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's that's dead on. Mm. I'm assuming, with probably some minor some to major photos. Photoshopping yes, on that. Yes. Ooh. I wouldn't mind to see a, a post-Return of the Jedi younger Luke Skywalker, uh-huh. actually. Yeah, movie. Look, he doesn't need the money, but I would like to see what Robert Downey Jr. would do. What kind of beard would he have? Exactly. Mm. Or like Because, you know, he spent the last decade being Tony Stark. Yeah. Put him in another role. Is he just going to be Tony Stark in a brown robe? Or is see, he going to be... Uh, I it, think he's too big and noticeable. And it would take a, it, it stands out too much. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I think you'd have to go like... One of the, not the minor ones, but like a uh-huh. lesser kind of, yep. like you wouldn't go maybe like a Chris Evans or a Chris Hemsworth or anybody like that. Cheadle. Yeah, you might go like a Cheadle or a, mm-hmm. or a, even a Sebastian Stan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, it's just a thought. Because mm-hmm. they never go like, it's a Star Wars movie and Tom Cruise is in it. Yeah, that's know? true. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even with the biggest star of Phantom Menace was probably Liam Neeson off the back of like Schindler's List, you know what I mean? For so sure, that's, yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, have we had enough of that Star Wars news for this week? Who's another person who could be good in that? In, in Evangeline Lilly. Uh, yep. Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Uh, Would Paul Rudd work on any level? Uh, I th- I, 100% he'd be he'd, a droid. He'd be a droid, I was going to say. <laughs> They'd make him the voice of a droid. He'd be whatever wacky droid we need at this point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, or even like one of the droids that doesn't talk. It just goes... Like oh, yeah, they get well, Paul Rudd true. to be in to just go... Because... Cock an eyebrow. The dude, John Ralphio, plays, is one of the voices of BB 8. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so Uh it's entirely possible. Mm. There you go. Or maybe he'd be a wacky alien. Because I don't think you could just be like, Paul Rudd's a Jedi or a smuggler or whatever. Yeah. And then again, Bill Burr's in The Mandalorian. You never know. That's true. Mason, we've got some more DC Crisis crossover event news. Oh, yeah, that's right. Get ready for this. Who's in? Birds of Prey's own Ashley Scott. Is Huntress. Returning as Huntress. That's the, right. The worst DC property ever made, probably. <laughs> ever? Name something worse. You know what? I can't. Besides uh, some of the mainstream multi-billion <laughs> million dollar blockbusters they've released in the last decade. I still Besides can't. that, you still can't, right? God, it's pretty bad though, isn't it? We'll, we'll 
probably revisit this for Caravan of Garbage before yeah. the um the movie. But yeah, I think it's still good. You know, take a bit from everything. That's okay. For sure, yeah. But uh-huh. now if I see this, I'm like, well, any you could do get like the Superboy guy. I wonder. I wonder how much of these characters. Because we, you know, we getting we we got some uh, footage of we got some stills rather of Brandon Routh as the Kingdom Come Superman, thing, yeah. yeah, and we got uh, Tom Welling and Erica Durant uh, yes. confirmed back. Uh, so my question is, are we going to see? Are they just going to show up for a battle sequence and be like, "We're all coming in to fight the yeah, bad guy"? Yeah, because I don't care about that. No. What I do care about is we show up in the the Christopher Reeve Brandon Routh. Superman universe, which is now the Kingdom Come universe, maybe. Yes. What's what's it like now? See it, yeah. yeah. I agree. What's the Smallville universe like now? What's the Birds of Prey? Did he only put the suit on that one time? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, mm, I don't like it, actually. Or maybe he's like, I've been doing this for 10 years and I just stopped yesterday. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm sorry, I, yeah. I can't put it on. It actually, it's in the wash. I can't yeah, put it on. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Burned up in the atmosphere. I don't, I don't, know, don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I got a mark on it for the first time. Yeah. And I put a bit of spit and I rubbed it and I think I made it worse. So I don't know. Yeah. I can't wear it now. It'd be embarrassing. I'm just going to wear this red polo. Yep. And these blue pants. Yeah. If that's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's got an S on it for Sam's Tire and Auto <laughs> Superstore. But you get it. You get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a clever reference. Uh, so you mentioned Brandon Routh. Apparently it is the Superman Returns universe. I hope so. What do you think of the suit? Looks good. It's good. It's got some high pants on it. The boots are a bit. Yep. Uh-huh. But I don't care. I, I yeah. didn't notice until someone pointed it out. Yeah. But other than that, it looks I, great. Again, I am not. I am not particularly enamored of the Superman Returns universe, which I guess is technically the Christopher Reeve universe. Yeah. But I am excited to see where it goes. Definitely. Again, because this is this, and this is the Silver Age Superman essentially. Yes. And is he going to be way more powerful than all the other Supermen and Supergirls well, in this universe, or is he not? Oh, but they seemed. They kind of powered him down a little bit, I feel, for Superman Returns. Yes. Like when he's stopping a plane or whatever, he kind of... Struggles a little. Doesn't just yeah. grab it out of the... Yeah. Well, you, can't, you can't because you mash everyone inside. But That's true. Yeah. Yeah, good questions. Mm. All round. Because when in the one of the DC Comics reboots of many years ago at this yes. point, when it was, re- it was revealed that Superboy Prime was still around mm. because he got his powers in the Silver Age of comics, he still had the crazy 1970s powers. Right. Whereas the... He had, and then all... And he was the villain. And then when the... He had to fight like the modern day Superman. He was more powerful than all of them because yes. he had he had the old school out of continuity powers. Do everything powers. Yes. Ah. And how'd they defeat him? They threw him through a red sun <laughs> and they beat him up a lot. Yeah, that'll get him. Yeah, that'll get him every didn't time. Didn't see that coming, did you? Uh, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Uh, but uh, speaking of Michael Rosenbaum, talks about how he was asked. Oh, he has been asked now. Yeah, this is oh, this okay. is his response. You put this out on uh, Twitter. Oh, yes. Or, or Instagram. Yes. Because uh, it's for the stars, Mason. It's for the stars and celebrities and influencers. Oh, absolutely. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I see, right. You get it. Friends, many of you have tweeted and asked me about joining the Okay, Internet. first of all, bad move. Why? If it's for superstars and influencers, you shouldn't have called us friends. You should have right. been like peons. <laughs> hey, losers, you should have said. Put us all in our place. That's a good point. Mm. Uh, I've asked me about joining the Infinite Crisis crossover. I can't tell you how much it means to me. I'll just be straight up about this. Warner Brothers called my agents Friday afternoon when I was in Florida visiting my grandfather in a nursing home. Their offer, no script, no idea what I'm doing, no idea when I'm shooting, basically no money, and the real kick in the ass is we have to know now. My simple answer was pass. I think you can understand why. I hope this answers all your questions. Lovingly, Rosenbaum. He's not a neat. That's not Instagram. He's saying lovingly. Wow. Yeah. It's Instagram, not in Friendsgram, (laughs) Michael Rosenbaum. But also... 
good for you for fair, passing yeah, on. Fair a point. Thing. Yeah, fair Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think everybody was pretty understanding of that. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, you can just paste his face in. If, yeah. Which, which ultimately is probably what it's going to be. Yeah, they'll see the back of his head or yeah. something. Or, or they'll be like, he's in jail. It's right. Yeah. I look a bald man. I look <laughs> a bald man's head. I look at anybody's head. Yeah, so I, so I guess that kind of indicates the money that other people are getting. Probably not that much, I'd imagine. Because yeah. he's a pretty major player that you'd want. And yeah, I mean, he was in a lot of seasons of yeah. that show. So, mm. yeah. Oh, well. I think they'll get Lionel Luthor. They might actually, yeah. But he's also Shazam's dad or something. Oh, okay, yeah. Not Shazam's dad. You know what I mean? No. Uh, Savannah's dad. Oh, yeah, that's in, right. Uh, Shazam. That yeah. movie Shazam that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Exciting times. That to me sounds like if, like you turn up on a day and there's a lineup of villains and you're in the boardroom or whatever. Yeah, maybe for sure. Uh, yeah. Mm. Anyway. And I mean, this also might be this also might be some sort of negotiating tactic. I mean, yeah. this is in Stargram, That's obviously, right. yeah. where you prove how much of a star you are. That's a good point. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. No, yeah. I don't think it would be. I mean, no, you I think so. I think that's not yeah. true. I think everything that's every public kind of we've seen this a lot with Spider Man, which we'll get to. Every kind of public statement is like it's like a game of chess to see what yeah. how people fourth are fourth dimensional chess. You know it is, and if there's anybody who's good at fourth dimensional chess, it's Michael Rosenbaum. Because of the influence that he had, because he played Lex Luthor for many. That's a, true. A dumb version of Lex Luthor on a dumb show. <laughs> it's fine. It's a, it's a it's an okay show, isn't it? Probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. This is from the Hollywood Reporter. G- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jeffrey Wright, 
people might know from Westworld. So this is the Hollywood Reporter, not the Hollywood. No, this is different. This is different. Okay, one. This right, is okay. the one for people. This is the people one. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is in talks for Commissioner Gordon in the Batman. Uh, great. I would. Now, is this is we we spoke about this earlier? Is this confirmed Commissioner Gordon, or are we just going? Well, he seems Commissioner Gordony in talks because I saw a his I think it was on the on the Twitter or possibly mm. the Instagram. Yeah, right. And this piece of news was put up, and Jeffrey Wright put up a little emoji, and it was a had a it had a monocle on it. It was the monocle emoji. But then also, isn't that like the hmm emoji? Could be the hmm emoji. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he okay. could be a he could be at the penguin. Could be the penguin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, though, he would be a terrific Commissioner Gordon. Yes. I mean, you'd have to get out J.K. Simmons somehow. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. You'd have to prime away from oh that role. Oh, my God. He he's said you could take you take it from my cold, dead hand. He, oh, no, I'm out. He's, he's been said. up on that rooftop for years. <laughs> and by rooftop, I mean that green screen, like bunch of packing crates with a green green piece of cloth over the top. Anyway, what do you think about that casting? If Sounds true? great. I like I it. Agree. I and a lot of people are like, well, casting. that breaks the continuity because it's a different actor. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's all bad, Makes man. no difference. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even worry about yeah. it. Also, Joker's not said anywhere or any time yep. or whatever. It's so a parallel but, universe. It's fine. Yeah, doesn't yeah. even matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other bit of news is that Variety has said that Jonah Hill is uh, in negotiations to play a villain. They say Riddler or Penguin. Apparently, he wants $10 million, okay. which is uh, Robat Battenbat, of course. He's only getting $5 million. Well, not even half of that. Yeah. And I say to that is Jonah Hill is absolutely not worth that. I think he's a, I think he's a good actor, wow. but I think... What do you I, think he gets paid for a movie, though? I don't know, but it wouldn't be that, I'd I imagine. I it's more than that. But the other thing is, he's not Jack Nicholson right. in 1989. That's true. You know? Yeah. So I just don't think... Uh, but don't you think he would bring a whole new audience to the Batman franchise? No. Really? Abs- no. Huh. I think people like him enough. Yeah. But he's no better than, like, Miles Teller or... I don't know. Like, Mr. Fantastic himself. Yeah, that's right. I think if you got like Seth Rogen or any of those, I think I don't think he's worth ten. I don't think he's more, worth more than Robat Battenbat. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you disagree? Obviously, I think he gets probably. I think he probably what, gets like. And would that mean top billing as well? I don't know. I mean, yeah. how good is agent? I would. Assu- I always assume that these kind of actors get that amount of money anyway. And maybe they do, but also uh, it's probably the first of however many. Yeah. But again, and. It, you look at like the Superman 1978. He's not fucking Brando. You know what I mean? Yep. Who can just turn up and they'll give him like a billion dollars and he'll just read his lines. Yeah, right. And so I just don't. I don't think he's in that league. Okay. I think if he was like a Tom Cruise or a yep. Will Smith or something like that, yeah. But uh-huh. he. But he's not. Right. What if there's a scene mm. where he does that? He does the gift thing. Ray like Oh, very good. <laughs> he chops at his neck and he's like, no, 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 no. You can just put that gif no, in. No, put the gif in, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's public domain now. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, I think That's worth a couple of million dollars if you I did think that he's a good screen. actor. I think yeah. he's a good actor, but I don't think he's I don't think he's double what Robat Bat and Bat would be. This is very intriguing. Yeah. It's been a long time since if you've Bat- It's been a long time since you've had a, a, a defined <laughs> opinion on an actor or a movie property of or any really kind. anything. That's really true. anything, yeah. But I, I the main thing I'm saying is it's it's the it's the comparison thing. Yep. If Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. was getting the same, I'm sorry, who? Robert Battenbat. Thank you. Was getting the same, mm-hmm. and they had the equal amount of screen time. Yep. And they both had to wear weird, uncomfortable suits or prosthetics. Yes. Absolutely. Uh huh. But he should not get more. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. But I, I also feel like the traditionally your Batman Rogues Gallery, a vil, a villain's more interesting than Batman. Yes. You know what I mean. So I think if, if you have to bring more to the performance than, mm. than Battenbat does. Maybe you get more. Do you think he will, though? Bring more? Maybe. 
Depends mm. what kind of penguin slash whoever else is going to be. Slash Clayface yeah. slash uh-huh. whoever. Do you think he'll be ripped Jonah Hill? Or do you think he'll be... Depends who he's playing. That's true. You either got to get him in... What if he's ripped penguin? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a ripped penguin. Uh-huh. The Gotham penguin was pretty lean, wasn't he? He was like, tall and lean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And, and otherwise you've got to squeeze him into the Jim Carrey yeah. question I'm mark. I'm sick to death onesie. of these unrealistic expectations for actors playing the penguin. Exactly. Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy we mentioned guy already. From, from Gotham, yep. Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got them all? I think we got them all, Is that yeah. all the live action? That might not be correct. Let's say it is. Let's say it is. Let's say it is. Okay, so you're saying he's worth it. I'm not saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much anyone's worth in Hollywood. That's true. You're not a numbers yeah. man. No. Go with the heart, the gut. That's, what does your gut right. tell you? My gut says he's worth $7 million. Mm. More than Rob Bat Batten Bat. Well, again, I'm like, maybe, I mean, you know, what if it's, what if he's playing multiple roles? What if he's Tweedledum and Tweedledee? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's two roles, mm-hmm. but he's not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Oh my goodness, Mason! In mm. more, what if he's playing both mm. of the Wonder Twins? <laughs> yeah, guess. Yeah, cool. but also, I don't want those. I don't want any of that. Okay, I understand. Are you a fan of the Wonder Twins? Yeah, not especially. There you go then. Yeah. Uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum are all joining Jurassic World three officially. They're from the other Jurassic Park movies. Uh, one and two and three and five. Yes. yes. <laughs> Correct. Not all of them in... No, I understand. I sure. Like, uh-huh. I can get into the specifics. Do you need the specifics? I don't need the specifics, but someone listening does need the specifics. Okay. And they're going to tweet at you right. if you don't specifically okay. say which actors okay. are in which movies. Okay. okay. They're all in the first one, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. The second one only has Jeff Goldblum. He's the only actor in that movie. It's all him. Oh, my God. That's why he got paid $10 million. He's worth it. <laughs> you know he is. Uh, the third one, it's Sam Neill with a Laura Dern cameo. Which one has the acrobatics in it? Two. It's two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the f- none of them turn up for five. Okay. Uh, for four, sorry. <laughs> they were contracted to be in it. They just all yeah. they unionized and they're like, <laughs> we're the not showing like, up We're not this. doing it. Uh. And Jeff Goldblum sits, sits in a boardroom mm-hmm. in number five and goes, well, now you're fucking done an avenue. Yeah. <laughs> if you recall correctly. Yep. I'm going to have to bring my friends back. <laughs> So I guess it's real-world dinosaurs roaming around if that short's anything to go by. Yeah, right. I can't, but also I look at that short and I'm like... We're going to be looking at those shorts. Um, yeah. Laura Dern shorts. Laura Dern shorts. big shorts. They're back. They're out of retirement. Yeah. But I look at that... Do you think they're going to dress exactly the same as they dressed <laughs> Surely in the not. That would be a massive mistake. Oh, my God. Oh, I think... I think That's like Harrison Ford wearing the same yeah, Indiana Jones thing yeah. in four. What if, what if Sam Neill's wearing like... The same outfit, but it's like real trim and like sexy version. Like it's oh. big, it not the it's trim khakis, not sexy khakis. What about the neckerchief? How do you make that sexy? You open it up? Yeah, it's just loose. Yeah, it's just a loose <laughs> neckerchief. Wow. Yeah, guy's gone rogue. Mm-hmm. He's the bad boy of the paleontology. That's right. Society. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I, I seeing that short, I kind of don't know if you need these guys to come back and play major roles in this. But they. They all lived through all they those, all lived presumably, through, yeah. right? Yeah. So why not? Why Why else would they? I mean, you I know. Mean, it makes more sense than them having to go back to the island because they never would. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it makes more yeah. sense from that sense, uh-huh. perspective, I guess. But isn't the star power of Chris Pratt slash Bryce Dallas Howard slash uh, the new John Hammond? What's his name? No, he <laughs> right. died, didn't he? He died, yeah. Cool. The new, new John Hammond. There's yeah. got to be another one, right? Well, there was two. I can definitely make a profitable profitable business model out of dinosaurs <laughs> roaming the earth randomly and headbutting your caravan or whatever they're doing. That's <laughs> no, fine. It's fine. So you're excited for this then? 
Uh, yes. As someone who thinks all the Jurassic Park movies are the same, even they though have you the same seen, level of entertainment even value, you they're all the same. Three. You haven't seen them, Mason. That's you can't correct, keep yes. saying that. No, I'm going to. Okay. Look, I think it's. We'll see what they they do. Okay. It. Here we go, Mason. In news of uh, this is actually we've we've rolled right into it, and that is a hot scoop or shot of poop. <laughs> oh, I was going to say right we've rolled it. into a big pile of dung. All right. <laughs> yes, that's what we've done here. All right. Let's okay, do it. so we got some an anonymous email. Did we? Uh, if people. Report on this from uh, various media outlets. This is normally the thing that people pick up. I'm yeah. not saying it will. Just to be clear, if you report on this, you have to say it's in the Weekly Planet's Hot, Hot Scoop or, or Shot, shot of, of Poop, poop segment. segment. Yeah. Famous segment. And it's our famous <laughs> segment, exactly. And bearing in mind our strike rate is pretty okay. Yeah, it's actually from, not bad. From what I can remember. But it's also based on mostly anonymous emails where we go, yeah, all right, we'll give, see what happens here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is... Uh, Again, anonymous. It says, uh-huh. I have a very strong source, and it's the new Suicide Squad lineup and who's okay, playing sure. who. Okay, which sure. We, we I a, have no idea whether this yeah. is true or not. Now, we took, a, we took a shot at this a while back. We In a video kind of like, last yeah. week, yeah. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. So here we go. Uh, do I need to re- read out the obvious ones? As in Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn. The returning Quinn, ones, no, I'll, no, no, no. I'll just do them all. Okay. Okay. Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn. Idris Elba as Vigilante, not oh. the cowboy one. There's okay, the, the vigilante, that. vigilante one. Okay, cool. uh, John Cena as Peacemaker, which some people have mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. Michael Rooker as Savant or Savant. Oh, is he? I don't know who that. I don't know who I Savant can't is. That I'm going to look that up. Look it up. Okay. David Dashmalchen as Polka Dot Man. Oh, well, we picked that one, I yep. think. And by uh, we, some other somebody else did. Danielle uh, Melchior as Ratcatcher. Yep. Two. So like the second, maybe daughter oh, of daughter or, of Ratcatcher, yep, or whatever. Uh, Steve Agee as King Shark, which I think oh, we yeah. might have mentioned. Nathan Fillion as the detachable kid, or arm fall off boy. Who was who's the detachable uh, kid? Uh, Nathan Fillion. Oh, okay, right. I like that. I also like that character. Uh-huh. Oh, Savant is a uh, Birds of Prey antagonist. Great. He's kind of uh, uh he's he's one of those guys who's kind of he's a he's sort of a generic. Street brawler guy, but he's like a genius, but he's also prone to like mental He looks imbalance. like the cop from Mortal Kombat 3. Striker. Yes, yes. he does, yeah. F- uh, Flula Borg as as Javelin. Pete, okay. Pete Davidson. <laughs> Dead. Dead, yeah. Pete Davidson as Blackguard. Pete Davidson from SNL? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mei Ling uh, N as Mongol. Okay. Mongol? M-O-N- yeah. M-O-N-G-U-L? G-A-L. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And Sean Gunn as Weasel CGI, which is like a big Weasel Man. Okay, cool. So, also, they mentioned that Calendar Man is in there somewhere too. Okay, then. So, there you go. All right. Uh, I've Again, this is completely unverified. This could be a lie or a trick. Well, I mean, that, that could be a trick, but bearing in mind, you know, what, what lends it some credence, but also... Some revival. Some revival. Mm. Thank you. Is that... Uh, you, don't have to thank me. you don't have to thank me for that. <laughs> I shall, and I shall thank you again, sir, uh, that Idris Elba isn't Bronze Tiger, as we've yeah. all assumed, but Vigilante. Mm. Uh, not the cowboy one. Not the cowboy one, the different yeah. one. Okay. There you go. That's a, that's a, that's a twist and a half. Anyway, we probably won't know whether this oh. is true for a while. It's yeah. filming at the moment, but there you go. Yeah. Remember. Our famous segment. Famous segment, Hot Scoop, scoop or, or Shot, shot of poop. poop. And if people don't put that in... It'd be great if people could just remind people yep. <laughs> of that. <laughs> okay, uh, big, big, big Spider-Man news. Ooh. This is huge. Oh, actually, I know this one. All right. <laughs> Collider have said that the Morbius scribes, Matt uh, Sazama and Burke Sharpless, are writing the Madam Web movie. Huge. Oh, I see what you've done. I see what you've done here. You're going to thank me? 
No. You said you'd thank me and thank me again. Not for this. <laughs> not for this garbage. Not for this. Not for this bloody, bloody uh, second rate pullback and reveal. No, sir. Oh. No, sir. So, do, what do you think about this? Multi, is it the multiverse thing? Yep. That's what Madam Web is. She sits in a web and goes, I see everything. There's I'm so, so many I'm psychic powers. I'm a blind lady. I'm psychic. Yeah. I don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like psychic Aunt May. I don't care about Madam Web. Yeah, but the idea is to link like a multiverse and create a multiverse. I okay, think sure. that's, that would be the oh, takeaway okay. right, right, right. from okay, this. Okay, sure. Do you agree that's the takeaway? I, it might be the takeaway. Both of us thinks it, think it's the takeaway. Anyway, I wonder if it ties into this, though, the real news of the week. Here we go. Does he have a double, does he have a <laughs> double pullback in real? Because if he doesn't, <laughs> this is very disappointing for me, the co-host, and you, the listener. Because you were looking for, like, a better joke. In a way, yes. Well, you're not getting one. Oh, here, it com- here it comes, though, because this is the, that's the, that's the, the, this is the, he's, he's, he's zigged. And, and we're expecting him to zag. So here we go. All Here's right. another joke one. This is going to be great. There's a new trailer for Star Wars Fallen Order. <laughs> I just oh, my God. Up he's my done it again. We talked about it before the show, whether to include it. Yeah. You said if it comes up. Yep. I'm bringing it up. Not only did he zig when we expected him to zag, he zigged to an entirely different franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow, this I, guy's good. I, I'm one of the best. Yeah. Anyway, just quickly, what do you think of that trailer? I kind of like it. Looks good. It looks looks. Have you played Control? You borrowed Control. I did. As well. yes. What do you think? I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I feel like because you like the game, but yep. you don't. You are vehemently opposed to anything approaching a storyline. Or... No, no, no. In video games, when it's two people being like, "What do you think of this?" Well, the, the thing has escaped. Uh, there's a new. Uh, there's a virus, <laughs> or there's a. There's something in the in the village, and you got to whatever yeah, right. whatever uh-huh. the thing is. Yeah, a virus it's, in a village. A virus it's in a, a village. It's a V and a V. Yeah. We're in a V and V situation, <laughs> and it's not as sexy as you'd think. <laughs> so that, but 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 you like the story. Is what you I say. like. Yeah, I would much yeah. rather see it as probably a movie than a video game. Okay, well, like I like the the you know it's mechanics are good enough. The mechanics are pretty yeah. good and solid. I think they're really good mechanics. Yeah. I think though that I don't know. For me, it's one of those games that kind of stymies me at the boss fights. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to run this through. Like, I don't want to have to play this 10 times until I defeat the boss. Yeah, right. Just let me, just make him real easy. <laughs> let me go through. Like, I like the universe. Yeah. And I... You like weird p- blocky pyramids. I like, like weird blocky pyramids. And there's kind of... I like the fact that this is a real world that ostensibly operates on the rules of a dream world. Yes. I think that's fun. Like, there's a... Not, not too many spoilers for Control, but there's a moment where you, you find a light switch mm. that sends you to a motel... Yes. Like it teleports you to a motel. Yes. I haven't finished the game yet, but are there, are there more like that or is it just... Probably. Okay, I, cool. I didn't get through it <laughs> All right. before I... Um, Interesting. It to you, but I would say almost certainly. Okay, yeah. cool. I kind okay. of... Like, I'm glad I'm you like, like it. Yeah. And you also like Jedi Fallen Order. I did like I'm Jedi. I'm so looking forward to it. Please There's a moment terrible. in this trailer where you see the main character who sort of tumbles over a stormtrooper yeah. and then like swats him yes. I think with a lightsaber or kicks him or whatever. Do you think that's... An in-game finisher? Or do you think that's a cutscene? Yeah, no, I think it's one of those like in Arkham, it's like a finishing. Yeah, thing. right, right. right. I'd, I'd that imagine, looks pretty yeah. good. Looks pretty good to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Spider-Man's back in the MCU. You oh, thought I was Zag back oh, again. Uh, there's going to be a movie in 2021, which will wrap up the everyone knows his Spider-Man is storyline. So he's getting a Spider-Man three, yep. his very own, yes. and he's getting a time. He's getting a team team up movie. An of MCU some sort? one. Okay, uh, cool. Whatever that is, yeah, whatever right. that may be. Uh, they'd have to probably make good use of it, but for them, it's interesting for this Sony one that Sony are making. Disney are putting in twenty five percent of the money, and will get twenty five percent of the profits. 
So there you go. Mm. Uh, and Kevin Feige will be producing. So you're going to say to they, they're putting in 25% of the money and they're getting 25% of their money back. <laughs> what a steal. What a bad deal for them. Uh, so yeah, and Feige's back, which is interesting. I wrote producing here, but I meant to write producing. I'm going to fix that even though no one will ever Mate, see you've this. you've got pods in the brain. No, you're not wrong. Mm. Uh, so I'm not surprised at all. No. And good, I think, to wrap up this story. Yeah. Uh, they said that once this is done, it's it's kind of over. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if they extend it or it's over for a little bit and then he comes back and whatever. Yeah, right, right. Some people have also been saying that uh, it might also loosely link to the Venomverse and the Morbius universe and the Madam Web and whatever. Uh So I wonder whether it's get the Spider-Man done, introduce the Spider-Man multiverse, and then he goes off and does his... Yeah, right. And look, I have been down on the past in the, uh, you know, the idea of introducing... But he's back! He's back, ladies and gentlemen! Introducing... introducing, Thank you. (laughs) Introducing Spider-Man and Venom separately, and then Venom doesn't have this antagonistic relationship to Spider-Man. But this is what we've got. This is what we've got, I guess. (laughs) So... Well, let's just run with it. I'm sure they can find another way to get Spider-Man and Venom to hate each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Good, and I don't really... <laughs> I couldn't think of a single example, but I... No, I, you, no you're right. But I was, I, I was going to say, I don't really have anything else to say because we've kind of talked every possibility to death. Yes, right. And now one of those has come to fruition. That's true, yeah. And there you go. Mm-hmm. Are you excited or not excited? I'm excited. I know there are people out there who are like, well, Disney shouldn't own every single thing, and I'm glad that actually that yeah. D- Disney doesn't have Spider-Man at all. Yes, I know, but this is a really good version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Also, they still don't own it, so... yeah. I don't mind Sony holding exactly, kind of, and at the I don't very least, if one multi-billion-dollar com- well, company, well, exactly, yeah, I gets at, one at, over another. At the very least, I'd like to see the cliffhanger at the end of yes, Far From Home resolved. Yeah, that's. I mean, after that, I'm. I guess I'm fine with them spinning it off into its own universe, but it would be nice. I still think they're going to do a live action Spider Verse. Tobey Maguire and Eric Nice, and so forth. nice. I would yeah. bet my bottom dollar. I mean, after the after the incredible success of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Arrowverse. Yeah. Absolutely they're going to do that. We see the back of Lex Luthor's head. Yes. So good. Who's that brown-headed man? Who's the who's back of the head is that? Oh, it's Tobey Maguire probably. <laughs> Didn't agree to be here, but we know who that is. We got, we got the we fair get idea, it. Yeah. yeah. He's delivering pizzas on that little bike still. <laughs> still suffer for some reason. He's 67 years old. Yeah. Mason, it's the hottest time of the year. No, 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 it's not. Anywhere because it's either autumn or mm-hmm. spring. You could not have been more wrong there. <laughs> But people are still making travel plans, aren't they? Well, that's true. I'm, I'm going to be heading to New Zealand at some point soon. Whether you're, whether you're, oh, that's exciting. It's very exciting. What are you going to be doing in New Zealand? I can't tell you, Mason. It's a secret, but just going on holiday. And I can't tell you when because people rob my house. But even <laughs> then, don't rob my house because I'm having people stay here. Also, I'll find you. I'll beat you up, Mason, if it's you. <laughs> okay. You've covered all the bases. <laughs> or have you? <laughs> yeah, you haven't covered one of the bases, but I'm not going to tell you which of the bases it is. Why would then you? Then I'm going to rob you. Anyway, whether you're going to New Zealand yep. or you're staying at home being a weird shut-in, that's, that's me, you're going to need to shave. <laughs> you or know not you shave. Well, what are you going to need? If you're a weird shut-in, you're not going to need to shave for a while, but then mm. when you finally emerge, you're going to need to shave. Oh, you know you, know, you You're going to need to be in some sort of shaving montage. <sighs> Incredible. You, know, you, you clean know your bloody life up. And because it's such a close and smooth shave over at Harry's Razors, the montage, it, it, you wouldn't even need to cut him into one because it would be such a, a smooth <laughs> situation. <laughs> you know, better, you better believe it, yes. Because they have high-quality, travel-friendly shave supplies 
at a great low price, just $2 per blade. We know they were founded by two regular guys who were getting tired of ripped, being, getting ripped off and paying for overpriced gimmicks. I'm talking vibrating heads. I'm talking heated blades. I'm talking handles that look like a prop from a science fiction film or movie. We've seen a few of those, haven't oh, we? Oh, you know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are just some of the tactics that leading brands use to try and trick you into buying an expensive but dumb razor. Lies. Mm-hmm. Bribery. Yes. Threats. Yes. All those things I said earlier. Yep. That was what that was All referring the, oh, to. Oh, no, you know, I know. But you're but saying additional I decided things. to, to <laughs> add <laughs> some more to it, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Harry's makes quality durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade, as mentioned. And they keep prices low by cutting out the middleman. And they also own a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making some of the best razors in the world for 99 years. So now they can do great factory direct prices mm-hmm. with 100% quality guarantee because if you don't love your shave, guess what? You're wrong. But they'll also <laughs> give you a full refund if you let them know. Incredible. Yeah, I know, right? Here we go. This summer, <laughs> it says, but this whatever time of year you're in, let's yep. say, mm-hmm. refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, Five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, mm-hmm. rich lathering shave gel that will mm-hmm. leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover that keeps your razor dry and easy on the go. So true. Keep that razor dry. You know it. Uh, listeners of this show can actually redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash weeklyplanet. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash weeklyplanet to redeem your offer to let them know that we sent you to support the show. That is linked below. Uh, it does help us out a lot. They're great razors. We only endorse things that we like or believe in, and this falls into both of those categories, doesn't it? We believe in them. Believe they exist. Yes. And, and they're good. And they're good. Yeah. That's right. On with the show? On with the show. Great. Joker's coming up hot and fast, Mason. Oh, my God. We've both seen it. Like a hot, fast delivery by a man who's Spider-Man on a little bike. Correct. Yes. That's a great callback to before the ad. People still remember it. Of course they do. Uh, So, um, we've seen it. We have seen it. We can't talk about it. I mean, we could talk about it. Yeah, because nobody else has seen it. The embargo, so yeah, we won't. We'll save it for next week. How good is a conversation where you're like, oh my God, have you seen this movie? And somebody's like, no. And then you're like, I'm going to tell you all about it anyway. That's right. I've cornered you at this party. So here we go. We're not going to do it, though. No, we're not going to do it. We'll talk about it next week, yeah. definitely. Uh, I'd, I'd be very interested to know how it's going to play in general. Yeah. We, we have so many thoughts. We saw it with, uh, we, we ran into our friend Broden from Auntie Donna. Broden Kelly. Thank you. Uh, the best. From from the Auntie Donna podcast and the Auntie Donna sketch group. One of the greats. And uh, we watched it at the screening and we all had a completely different reaction yes. to this movie. Yes, that's right. No spoilers, but... Yeah. Different. Make of that what you will. Yeah. Ask Broden what he thinks Ask on Twitter. Ask Broden on Twitter, know. yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think he's Broden Kelly is my name on Insta. Yep. I'm not sure what he is on Twitter. Who cares? Just kidding. <laughs> Got <just> him. That's <laughs> no, uh, Auntie Donna Boys. Oh, yeah. So he's part of that. On Twitter, yeah. Okay, so they're all under that. Excellent stuff. What do we got here? Okay, so uh, this week we thought we're going to talk about edgy movies. Yes. Movies that came out at the time and people were like, oh my God, this is holding up a mirror to society and maybe also to me. This movie's dangerous. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so we thought we'd run through a bunch of them. We, we both went away and watched yeah. similar mo- but mostly different movies I that kind so. of I think there's some fall into this here. category. Yeah. So a lot, some of the ones I watch don't comically fall into this category. Okay. Some have aged better than others. Mm-hmm. Even some of the bad ones still have some good moments. Uh, do you want to open with Fight Club? Because so I think we both that's saw the, Fight Club. That's yeah. the biggest one that people had recommended. I, pro- I haven't seen this in, in a long yeah. time. I think a good... Spoilers yard- for everything. I think so. I think a good yardstick for is this movie edgy? Mm. Does it appear in like a first year uni student's dorm? Yes. Like on, on a poster on their wall? Exactly. Yeah. And this is... Yeah, this is a very oh good... Oh my God, yes. This is a 20-year-old movie as yeah, well. Yeah, right. It's uh-huh. crazy. 
Anyway, uh, so there is a lot of like, uh, you're just a slave to Ikea and uh-huh. society and, and whatever. Uh-huh. And that, that shit is like, okay, we get it. <laughs> but I still think this does hold a mirror up to society it in does. a lot of ways. Yeah. And there are some things about it which are still relevant to today. And it's like, because the I fact think, that a whole bunch of real life fight clubs have sprung up. That's right. I think, number one. <laughs> that's part of it. Yeah. But I think there is that thing of like, the role of men in, and we, Claire and I talk about this on Suggestible, my other podcast, oh. in society. Like it's, well, it maybe has, I talked about it on my other podcast too. <laughs> what is a big dumb idiot sits in a room by himself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people love it. You know why? Because it, I've found the, the biggest uncated to audience, which is big dumb idiots <laughs> sitting in a room by themselves. <laughs> We're rising up. <laughs> Y'all do your mirror to society? That's right. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, so... But I think this, uh, so there is, if you put aside like the punching and the edginess and the haircuts and the jackets. And Jared Leto. Yes. Who sprang up a a lot this week for me because I watched a lot of movies from this era. That is, make small cameos in, yeah. But I think a lot of people miss the point of this. Yeah. And which is. It's been 20 years of people missing the point. Yeah, because I think there is something to be said here about the way people, men men in particular roles have, have changed in society and the and they kind of feel like what do what even we don't have a war what am, what yeah. what do I do and also the, the and, not and just we don't have a, it's other things yeah I know, know but yeah. look but the idea especially that it's about a whole bunch of men who are unhappy in society yeah and they just started these fight clubs and started beating the hell out of each other yes and it led to disastrous consequences yes. and then the takeaway from real people in our world was like we should start some fight clubs yeah that'd be very that cathartic. would be great yeah so definitely gonna have a good outcome for everyone yeah so I like the idea of like role shifting and you know even in like a marriage it's not necessarily just in our marriage in our marriage Mason yes. it's mm-hmm. not like one goes to work and the other one stays home and looks after the house and who looks after this? Is I mean, marriage. in this instance, I do go to work and you stay <laughs> home and look after true, the house. Yeah. So. That is true. But it's it's different. And I think it's, it, despite being 20 years old, these are still questions that are coming up. Yeah, right. And uh-huh. that are still relevant. Again, and it's still got cool fights and stuff, I guess. And it'll be like, enjoy your Starbucks coffee, dickhead. <laughs> whatever, yeah, right. There's a lot of... There's some very... There's one... I, I, took, a, I took a photo, I think, of the one uh, thing that I saw when I was watching it. And it was... They did some... The, the, the Project Mayhem team go out and they do assorted vandalism. A big smiley face. And one is they vandalise an environmental protection agency sign so it says you can use old motor oil to f- fertilise your lawn. And I'm like, Very oh, good. my God, that's going to trick so many normies <laughs> in using oil on their lawn. And then they go to uh, they go to a blockbuster and they demagnetise a bunch yes, of videotapes. Oh, my God. Oh my Imagine God. if you get home Father of the Bride 2 and it doesn't even work. Oh, my God. <laughs> you would be, people are only one rent... People are only one bad rental of Father of the Right Two away from chaos and anarchy. Did you know that? You know it. Yeah. I think the main takeaway from this movie is we can't. It's, it's also very stylish and it's very. It kind is. Of like yeah. The, I mean, it's dialogue. David Fincher, man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But my main takeaway is don't piss in people's food. Yeah, that's yeah. That doesn't don't hold do up it. at all. It's yeah. not. Uh huh. Don't do it. Yeah. Who are you railing against, really, when you're that's pissing in people's true, food? Yeah. yeah. But no, I think that there is absolutely still merit in this movie, but it's still one of those things where... If you're going to piss in people's food, what you should do... Tell them. You should go... No, you should go, if you're the waiter, mm. and you should say, excuse me, are you here at this rich, fancy restaurant because you are yourself rich and fancy? Or maybe you've saved up maybe all year. Maybe you've saved up all year, because if that's the case, I'm not going to piss in, in, your your, in, your, in your food. Yeah. yeah. 
and then you, you obviously tell them the truth. Yeah. Now, how do you feel going into this knowing that ob- the big reveal, obviously, that the narrator and Tyler Durden are the same person? I always knew. Did you I always knew? knew? Like okay, someone right. told me before I'd seen oh, it, so okay. it d- doesn't make a difference to me right, either okay. way. What about well, you? As an adult, how do you feel? Like even just rewatching it, did you? Were you like? It's uh, way more obvious. Yeah. Right. If I'd have seen this now, yeah. and I didn't know, uh-huh. I would have figured it out. Yeah. It's right. only because of what's come since. Yeah, right, the mechanic, the yeah, wheels and, I, and I'd be looking for it as yeah, well right. in the movie now, yeah. And I, I think these days you'd be, uh, the narrator would go, hey, we've got the same briefcase and most people like the same person. Yeah, exactly. It's the same person. Exactly. What's the twist here? They're probably the same person. I mean, there's some movies that I've seen recently which do this, like, a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll, do, we'll do it, in, we'll talk about it in another day, though, I'm, I'm sure. We'll talk about it another yeah. day, yeah. So, anyway, I think, it's still, I think it still holds up. Yeah. And it's got some great jackets. It's got some great haircuts. <laughs> oh, my God. It's got some pretty good fight scenes. Yep. It's got a video game based on it where you can play as Fred Durst. These are all things that you could check because out he, about. We, I think we've talked about this because he watched – there's a there's a Biscuit lyric where he talks about how many times he's he's watched Fight Club. It's like hundreds of times or something. And they're like, is. all right, we'll put him in the – Yeah. There's, there's, did you know there's not one but two follow-up comic books? Yes. I've read two. I haven't read three. Yeah, because yeah. three is ongoing. Three is currently yeah. happening like mm. this year. So, But they're ongoing from the book? Because I think they're they're written by um or they've co or they've what's his name the guy who wrote Fight Club, Chuck Chuck Palahniuk. Um, I think he has a big hand in it, or unless or he might even just write. No, them. he writes them. Yeah, yeah. okay, there yeah, you yeah. go. See. So yeah, uh, but I think they do they or are they not? Because the book okay, quick, <laughs> quickly the book and the movie have different endings. That's true. At the end, he gets arrested in the book, and he's in a mental as- asylum. Yes. In the movie, he does blow up all the banks and yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like the movie version better. I think. Yeah. I think it's like wow, this is they really kind of did it. It's kind of that kind of. Yeah. Well, I think these days it'd be like good on him. And also, the book doesn't. Ha- yeah. And the like bo- good on him for blowing up all as the banks. As long as you don't. Well, as long as you don't kill anyone, and he, also he maybe doesn't. don't. Maybe don't. I mean, they cut off a lot of people's balls. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, we don't see any of that. No, that's true. There, every every attempted ball cutting off is a is a is an unsuccessful ball cutting off, mm. or a or a fake ball cutting off. That's true. Yeah. The book also doesn't have the the pixie song at the end, so it doesn't have that. <laughs> that's same. true. Yeah. It's such a good song. Yeah. So no, at uh, the end, he's sometimes if you get him to sign a copy, he'll write, and, and then the pic. Then where is my mind, please? Yeah. Anyway, great yeah. stuff. Do you want uh, what? What do you want to go do next? Uh, I rewatched uh, the Professional, or as it's called in most parts Leon of the world, the Professional. Leon the Professional. It's yeah. in a long time. It's uh, it's weirder than you'd think. No, I, it came I out, can Well, it, it came out be... in '94. Yep. And I guess Natalie at the Portman's time, like twelve. She's twelve, I think. Yeah. And I think at the time, do you want to explain what it is first for those? Okay, so it's uh, so it is uh, it's uh, Jean Reno plays. He's an Italian hitman. Godzilla's own. Godzilla's own. And he uh, he's a cleaner. He's Italian. He's Italian. I was surprised too, but he is Italian, yeah. Okay. I guess yeah. we're like, people won't notice. <laughs> That's right. And they probably didn't. He's the Frenchest Italian I've ever seen. <laughs> That's probably but true. Basically, he's a cleaner. He's like a, he, he's a, he's a long-time uh, killer. He kills people. He's a long-time listener, first-time cleaner. Exactly. He kills, yeah. he kills people for money. Love it. That's what they do. Mm. Uh, and he... Uh, has to take in. Well, he doesn't have to take in, but he chooses to take in the daughter of a, uh, a sort of a drug mule. Her uh, her family, uh, mm. sort of her father's a drug mule, and he and his wife and Natalie Portman's other siblings are all killed. Right in a in a in a in a murder situation. Oh no! A crooked DEA agent, Gary Oldman, chewing so much scenery. He did a lot of chewing back in his day, didn't Boy, he? Did he? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, not as anyway, much now. Anyway, uh, John Reno has to take her in, and it's. Uh, but is he like? I don't even know if I'm man enough for this or whatever. Well, cause, yeah, because he's kind of like a. He's kind of like a. 
I'll, you know, he's kind of stunted growth. You know, uh, emotionally, yeah, and, and maybe a little bit intellectually. It's, it's oh, really? I don't remember yeah. that element. But of it also, all, yeah. you probably don't remember uh, all the creepy bits where uh, uh, Natalie Portman's character falls in love with him. Yeah, and is like, "Hey, we should kiss at this restaurant and stuff." And I'm like, "I don't remember that at all." Yeah, that a lot of that. And she dresses as, as Marilyn Monroe at one point. What? And with sings the wig? "Happy Birthday, Mr. President." Yeah. What? Yeah, that happens in it. Uh, she tells him that she's she's in love with him. Uh, and I didn't know this at the time, but uh, Luke Besson was married to a 16-year-old, <laughs> the director of the movie. So this is Luke Besson, who then... Fifth Element. Yeah, who made the, made the Transporter, which is also like, I'm a hitman with a heart of gold and I've, I'm looking after this person who I found in the trunk of my car, but Correct, I'm also yes. emotionally stunted or whatever. That's one yeah. of the Transporters, isn't it? I think so, yeah. At yeah. least the first one. At least the first one. Yeah. There you go. So would you say it holds up? Or is it too edgy for you, even these days? What's the what's the is the edgy element? The weird relationship. Now it is, yeah. Now it is, yeah. I think at the time I'm just like, oh my god, this Guns. is this is so like it it you know it's a it's an American film, but I'm like, oh my god, this feels like such a foreign film. Yeah. Like at, at the time, my teenage this brain was so like, French or this Italian. Is so, this is so possibly French. It's it's so Mediterranean in some way. <laughs> I can smell the pasta slash ah. whatever French people eat. Baguettes, croissants. Thank you. Frogs, yes. snails. Thank you. Each other. Yep. <laughs> Striped shirts. Yes, that's right. Berets. Mimes. Strings of garlic. <laughs> anyway, uh, at the time I'm like, because, you know, the action was so stylish and it was it kind was, of like, yeah. it didn't feel like an American film. You know, this there were yep. shades of grey to it because this guy was kind of morally ambiguous. shades amb- of? Yes, this guy was kind of morally ambiguous and what have you. But now I'm like... This is still edgy, but not for the ways that I thought of at the time. Okay, so is it weird? Because Luke, if I recall correctly, Luke Besson's character doesn't see her that Do you way. Mean John Reno, John Reno, whatever. Yes, but Luke Besson it, sees her that way. But yeah. does John Reno's character no, see? Yeah, no, that's what he I doesn't. thought. Yeah, he's like, no, thank you. This is. But here's the thing, though, and this is this is in she. She's like, oh my god, we should we should make a make a love like the Italians or possibly the French. And he's like, no, because when I was a younger man, I fell in love with a woman. And then she died, and now that's it for me. Oh, okay, right. It isn't like because this is creepy and weird, yeah. and you're twelve. It's like because I've had trouble with love in the past. He would have done it. <laughs> yeah, what you're saying. yeah, I don't know. Do you think that's an element of like that's just a story that he tells her to make her feel better? No, no, because that's weird. that's it's corroborated by some of the other characters. Oh, that's but, great. Yeah. But anyway, the action the action's pretty <laughs> solid, and uh, and then one. Is he in a wall at one point, or she's in a wall? I remember ev- someone being in a wall. Everybody's in a wall at some point. <laughs> There's a shootout and everyone's There's in a, a wall. There's a shootout and everyone's in a wall. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's an extended sequence where he, she wants to become a cleaner like him. Yeah. And so uh, he teaches kind of the ropes. And one of his, uh, one of his methods is he puts a like some chewing gum. Like you go to an apartment yeah. and you put some chewing gum over the like the little looky hole. Yes. And then you knock on the door and you convince them to open the door and they've got the chain going across. And then you've got a set of bolt cutters and you cut the chain uh. and then you get in. And there's an extended like uh, montage sequence where they do it to like six people in a row. <laughs> and I'm like, surely that wouldn't work every time. I certainly wouldn't open the door. Yeah. So the people are like, why can't I see out? People don't ask? No, they do. Oh, and what does he say? They're like, I oh, it's so, it's so dark out here. Yeah. The lights have gone or whatever. Okay, right, gotcha. Yeah. But Very surely good. at that point you just kick the door in. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I'm saying maybe Luc Besson didn't do as much extensive research into being a hitman as he did The Age of Consent in France, <laughs> which is 15 apparently. Well but then, but it's still I weird. guess he did the right thing. Yeah, right? Not cool though. Yeah. I watched Falling Down. 
I forgot to watch Falling Down, I but seen I've, it. I've seen it recently. I don't know so. if I've seen it uh-huh. ever in full, but okay. I have now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's about like commercialism and modern society, and why can't why can't I get breakfast at a certain time? Okay, but what it's what is it really about? It's really just about some prick. Yeah, for sure. But he also has, med- so, but I think you could put that aside and be. I think people, some people, I mean, it's. I don't want to be one of those guys who's like, well, actually it means this or whatever. But the uh-huh. way I interpret it is, this is a man with mental health issues yes. who's having an actual breakdown. He's not a hero. He's a lunatic. For sure. So yeah. he, he is a he's a man who used to design missiles for the yes, Defense which is revealed Department. At the end. Yeah. And, but he got fired. Yeah. But he's maintaining to the people in his life, who I think is maybe just his mother, yes. that he still goes to, goes work, to work every day. And he still sits in traffic. Yeah. So it opens. The st- it's also directed by uh, Batman and Robin's own Joel Schumacher. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's got a very comical opening scene where he's. It's not supposed to be where he's sitting in traffic and he's and he's sweating and there's a fly buzzing around him and horns are honking around him. And people are shouting at each other and there's yuppies on phones and there's kids screaming yeah, on a yeah. school bus. And so he just gets out of his car and he runs into the woods or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which would make more sense if he still had a job to go yeah, to. Exactly. And he's packing it all in, but he doesn't. Yeah. He's an unemployed man. Maybe he was going to the unemployment office. Well, that's well, yeah, maybe. But it's also it's unintentionally funny in moments because it's I think it's intent isn't it intentionally No, no, there is intentionally funny yeah, moments, okay, but right. there's also it's also unintentionally funny uh-huh. in terms of like you think this is kind of edgier than it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> and See, it's that's, just kind that, of That's stupid, why we're here, yeah. to, de- to determine whether yeah. some of this stuff is still so as edgy as you I think. thought it was... I thought it would be kind of edgier and funnier than yeah, what right. I found. Because I think there actually is something here about this character that is interesting. Yes. But it's not that he's, like, shooting up a, a burger joint because he can't get breakfast anymore. Because uh-huh. I think some people go, yeah, imagine going into a fast food restaurant and just tell them how it is and being like, why can't I have all-day breakfast? It's like yep. you're just being a fuckhead. Like okay, it's not so it's not the person behind the counter's yeah. fault that yeah. breakfast ends at eleven. Exactly, and there's yeah. no, there's no conversation there. Yeah, like there should have been like somebody being like, "Hi, um, they don't they're getting paid five bucks an hour. They don't have any control over this." Exactly. Is, is it so? Having watched it as a grown up, yeah. re- recently, do you feel like? There is a knowingness to that. Do you think it is? I think there is. Do you think so? To it's some extent. so. So it isn't like okay. Well, this sometimes you are like this guy, and you're so hard done by in life that you just have to lose your mind. Or is it? Or is it more a case of like, well, this guy's. I think it might be a bit of that, but it's interesting because huh. it starts like like he goes into a convenience store and he's like, and he and he wants to get a coke or whatever, and he has to spend a certain amount of money, or yep. they, the guy doesn't have change. I can't remember exactly what it is, and he's like, I'm only going to pay bloody 55 cents for this because in 1955 it was and now it's 80 yeah, cents right. and this is outrageous or whatever and I'm like 80 cents for a cook that's pretty bloody really good bad, that's right. but I'm also like that's how time works you fucking idiot yeah right like it's not worth 55 cents anymore because it's not 1955 yeah, right. yeah. idiot it's the so, 90s so, so this movie isn't railing against society for, for inflation mm. this is a movie that is railing against a man who is who doesn't understand that the world is moving on? Yes. I guess. Okay. And there's a moment where the guy, like the guy, thinks he's being robbed because he starts smashing up the store with his baseball bat or whatever. And the, Michael Douglas is like, "You think I'm a thief? You're the bloody thief and whatever." And it's uh-huh. like, even if you didn't smash up the store, you are a thief because you're not paying him the amount of money for the yes. coke, which the coke yeah. is. Uh-huh. You are a thief. Yes, that's true. So, but I think the but when the movie goes on and there is the revelation that this is just a sad, broken man. It becomes more. I can't. I can't imagine how you could watch this and not be like, 
Oh, this isn't about a cool guy rallying against the so- uh-huh. society. This is just a guy who's just broken for multiple reasons. But doesn't he shoot something with a rocket launcher? Yes, and that's he does. Pretty and that's cool. cool. That is cool. Doesn't make any sense because he fires it down, but it also manages to go mm. horizontal down the, through also, the drain. Also, it's mentioned in the movie that that's a heat seeker. It's not. It's just a dumb rocket. <laughs> doesn't even make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But there's also, interesting because there's the Robert Duvall character in this, uh-huh. and he's a cop. And his wife, uh, they lost a baby when he, mm. he's, he's on. He's about to retire. Yep. And his wife's like, when are you going to come home and retire? Because we want to move to this community so we can be safe together. Yep. And she's worried that she doesn't want him out on the beat so something bad happens to him, which I can understand because, you know, it's LA or whatever and it's, there's <laughs> crime and et cetera. But his arc is that uh, at the end of the, the, the movie, towards the end when she's like, why aren't you home yet? And when he's trying to track down Michael Douglas where uh-huh. he's just like, hey, shut your fucking mouth. I'll be home when I'm ready and make my dinner. And that's like the Robert Duvall arc. And I'm like, that woman is also has been through, like she's lost a child too. Yep. And the only reason she doesn't, she wants you to retire and not be a street cop is because she doesn't want you to die also. It is yeah. like, shut your fucking mouth. Right. Where's my dinner when I get home I or whatever. I feel like both of these characters, both Robert Duvall's character and, mm. and Michael Douglas's character would benefit from maybe a, a smaller version of them, like a sidekick kind of character. who <laughs> would be like, well, you know, she's only trying to help. Yeah. You know these people are only getting paid five dollars an hour, and they do not control. They yes. do not control the 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 timing. The of breakfast the menu. Breakfast menu. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine a falling down these days with an all day breakfast menu at McDonald's? <laughs> what would you rail against? You'd be like, I'm going. Why can't I get some hotcakes? And they'd be like, You can get them. It's Don't fine. even worry about it. We've yeah. we got some in the back. They're very reasonably priced as well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So I yeah We've kept the prices artificially low to cut out the competition. Yes. I know the the initial leader of the Proud Boys as well dresses intentionally like Michael Douglas's falling down character, right, uh-huh. which I think is hilarious because that character is not what you think it is. Yeah, it's for a sure. man struggling with yeah. mental health mm-hmm. who America or this version of America has failed him, mm-hmm. or the version that he thinks existed doesn't exist. Yeah, so I just think that's kind of like you picked the wrong outfit here. For sure. So anyway, I got a bit of trivia though before should, we move on. You should wear a you should wear rags covered in poop. Head of the Proud Boys. <laughs> that's my political stance. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. You'll say anything. I will say anything. <laughs> so this I love this bit of trivia. Also, everyone's really it's really well acted. It's like Michael yep. Douglas is great. Mm-hmm. Robert Duvall, he's always excellent as well. Anyway, uh, it was director Joel Schumacher's idea for the crew, uh, for the crew cut that Michael Douglas has yep. uh, in the movie. Combined with the glasses that he wore, he was almost unrecognizable. No, he wasn't. <laughs> it's, it's Michael Douglas. It's clearly it? Michael Douglas. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. You'd never not see him and go, who is that? Mm. Geez, that looks familiar. Yeah. It's Michael Douglas. That's right. Anyway, what a movie. What, what a else movie? did you watch? Uh, I watched, uh, let's see, I watched, uh, Vanessa on Twitter suggested I watch Wild Things. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, my God. I know about the scene or whatever. It was the talk of the schoolyard, like, But, I mean, there's not even that. But, I mean, there's a three-way in it, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, these days, oh, my God, it's so tame. Yeah. It's such a tame situation. It's called the Tame Things. Or where the wild things aren't. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Or Bill Murray's in this one. Is he? Yeah, Bill Murray's in it. He's a lawyer. Okay. Uh, It's about they trick a teacher or something? It's a very elaborate, uh, it's a very, very quite elaborate uh, sort of uh, scheme involving multiple, ultimately it involves like multiple people, some of whom are involved in some levels of the scam and some who aren't, and there's crosses and double crosses. Is it a good narrative? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Because I feel like there was an era of like 
team ed- teen edgy kind of stuff like this and Cruel Intentions and yeah right. Like, I mean, Cruel Intentions doesn't have a weird three tame threesome or whatever. Uh-huh. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say this is it's 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 not edgy or it's just like an okay film? Uh, I think it's a pretty solid film. Okay. I think maybe just I mean maybe the the. Uh, the lasciviousness cut uh, t- sort of undercuts that it's actually a pretty good kind of thriller. Okay, right. Yeah, it's pretty. So that being said, I I haven't I rewatched it and it it kind of you know it kind of, I there were some there were some good surprises involved because I couldn't really remember the plot from when I watched it last time. Sure, because all the blood rushed out of my brain <laughs> onto the floor. Yeah, onto the floor exactly. Whoa. Yeah, right. You need to do something about your feet. Uh, no, no, I shan't. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I wonder if I I'm, I'd, I'd have to re rewatch it to make determine whether the plot makes sense, you know, because there's so many like you know you see there's there'll be a scene where you know one character will betray the other character and yeah. then it'll be revealed that that first character knew all along. Oh, okay, you know, right. You have to you have to be like, whoa, and like, know. and it's also one of those moments I'd imagine where two people are in a room by themselves and they're acting. Even though they both know the story, but they're still acting when there's nobody there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like that Now You See Me movie or whatever the hell. Yes, exactly. Yes. Does that exactly. make sense? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'd re- highly recommend the movie Wild Things. I think it's worth a rewatch. Well, wow. Honest, I, I just assumed that it was crap. Like I'd always just thought uh-huh. it was a crap film. Yeah, right. With just that, with just that one moment in that people talk about. Uh-huh. So maybe I think it's it pretty solid. I, you have to buy into the idea that young... Um, uh, what's his name, Matt Dillon? I do buy that. Uh, that he is like, he's he's the sexiest man in the world. He's just radiating <laughs> sexual magnetism. I can believe that. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kevin I always just think of him as um as his character in There's Something About That's Mary. exactly what the big teeth, right? Yeah, the big teeth, exactly. <laughs> so I started to watch that house that Jack built the other day, you know, the, yep. where uh-huh. he's the serial killer. Uh-huh. And I'm like, eh, I'll turn it off. I was okay, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. serial killers, I get it. I think I just watched Mindhunter and I'm like, I've had enough of this for, for the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Well, you know what I watched? What did you watch? It's kind of a different kind of edgy, but I watched um, Reality Bites. I've never seen Reality Bites. Which is the Ben Affleck. But that, re- that redefined cinema in some way, didn't it? Certainly. Uh, it's one of those things <laughs> where it's Ben no, Stiller. It's, I know, but I, you yeah. know, I, what I'm saying is like at, at the time people were like, this is, oh my God, we've, you've, you've never seen anything like this in cinema yes. before. Uh, How do you feel about that in, two, in the year of our Lord 2019? Well, okay. I've written here because I wrote three notes on it. The first one is there's truth to what they're saying about the real world, how it's like it's hard to get a job and you don't have enough experience or you got too much experience and whatever mm. and, and, you know. and uh, You can't get experience without a job and you can't get a job yeah. without experience. And that all sucks and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote um, there's a moment where they meet. Uh, she, Winona Ryder's character meets the Ben Stiller yuppie character because uh-huh. he's on the cell phone in the car next to him and he's like, we've got to get this deal done or whatever. She's just out of college and she's cool and young and free. And she flicks a cigarette into his car and causes a car accident. And I'm like, that's very uncool. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's not. But was that at the, that the time, was that meant to be like, go you. I you guess got it that was, yuppie. yeah. You got that yuppie so good. And the last thing I just wrote is, I hate this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what is the plot of Reality Bites? Okay, so it's, I, I didn't end up hating it entirely, but it's basically, it's some Gen X's, Ethan Hawke, uh, Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name, the comedian, she's from... Um, Mystery Men. The comedian from Watchmen. Yes, Janine Garofalo. Yeah, Janine Garofalo. Steve Zahn. Okay. Uh, and they're basically, they're out, they're out of uh, college. Also, full credit to you for being able to pronounce Winona Ryder correctly every time. Why? Because I go with Renona Wider every time. <laughs> but that's not her. That's that's her slightly wider cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> with a different but similar name. Yeah, they're cousins. <laughs> okay, I get it. You idiots. Yeah, so I kind of, 
I understand because I think that's still something true of today where you leave college and it's hard to get a job and you're broke and mm. everybody goes through it. Your job's it. a joke. You're yeah. broke. Your love life's DOA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Mm. Yeah. So, but then it's also, and then she meets like the Ben Stiller character who's, he's like this yuppie dude. And See, I always thought based solely on the poster yeah. that he was one of them. No, because... Yeah, right. Ethan Hawke's like this cool, edgy... You better believe he's, he's it. He's Kurt Cobain, right? Oh, my God. And he's also... He's got a cardigan. Is he wearing a cardigan? No, but it's his reveal later in the... That he, that he owns a cardigan. That he owns a cardigan. No, it's revealed later in the movie because he's like a slacker and he's he's getting his smoking weed and whatever. And oh, he's, my God. He, he, he just won't stand for society or whatever. Yeah. He won't fall for any of those traps. Yeah, I understand. But at the he's end, got he, a goatee. He's got the yeah, traditional he, he Ethan Hawke goatee. All and right. yeah, it's revealed later that he is in like a 90s alt-rock band. And I'm oh like, of my course God. he is. He's in Temple of the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that band was called. <laughs> whatever a band in that era would be called. That's probably that's Temple, Temple of the, of the Dog. Dog. Almost certainly. And, and so I feel kind of like, and the Ben Stiller character is kind of, he's almost like the villain. Uh-huh. Which, But he just seems like a guy who's just trying to get by and make stuff. So why are they at odds? What, because, because of the car crash? Because he's, he's like, well, they start dating, okay. Winona Ryder and Ben Stiller, but she's in love with Ethan Hawke. But oh. he's all like, my, f- my mother died and nothing means anything or whatever. This is Ethan Hawke. It's Ethan Hawke. Okay, yeah. And so she's attracted to that. And Ben Stiller's like, oh, you make uh, you make fun um, documentary. This is like the song Two Princes <laughs> Come to Life. It's exactly like the song Two oh Princes. God, I wonder what came first. <laughs> we can probably look it up. We should but look I it bet up. it's Two Princes, the yeah, song. Yeah. Man, I was going to say it's Deep Blue something, but it's not Spin Doctors. It's a Spin it? Doctors, yeah. 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 So... Yeah, so it's um. Oh, I don't even, why am I even explaining this movie? I don't because even know why I'm talking about so it. Because it sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. Because you didn't entirely hate it. Yeah. This is what we're here to do. But even though Ben Aff- Ben St- I keep saying Ben Affleck Ben Stiller directed it, he seems like an okay guy, like this yuppie character. He's not a bad guy. He's just a different guy who has a job, yes. as opposed to Ethan Hawke's character who doesn't want a job. Yeah. And he's all Ethan Hawke's character was kind of terrible. And Ben Stiller's character is also kind of terrible, and they both think they know what's best for Winona Ryder's character, who's also kind of terrible. <laughs> and at the end, you know, he, she ends up choosing Ethan Hawke or whatever after he goes away for a week, and she's like, "Where did you go?" And he's like, "My dad died. I was at his funeral or whatever." And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Don't even worry about it. I've come back to tell you I love you." And I'm like, "Your dad died." Yeah, right. That's a big deal. Uh-huh. But he's just like, "But I'm here to say that I love you." Not if you. you're super grunge, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess yeah, not. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I think if if you're in that, I think this is the kind of thing where if I was this age or younger, I would have loved it. But now yeah. I'm now I'm kind of like I think there is that Gen X attitude, and it's not all Gen X, and it's not even it's in a bit of every generation where nothing matters and why even bother and society is a trap and whatever. And I'm yeah, sure right. I've, I've said things exactly like that before, and will continue to. Mm. I believe that is true, but it's not enough just to go, well, just throw your hands up and go, well, I guess I'll just do nothing. Because it's that's worse. Mm. You still you have to do something, is what that I'm is saying. True, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think this movie sort of makes that point, or does it? I wrote here, <laughs> I hate this, but that was before it ended. <laughs> okay, on um, the ending, turned it around a little. A for little you. bit, a little okay. bit. Yeah. Well, where do the players end at the end of the movie? Winona Ryder and they get together, and Ben okay. Stiller. I don't know what he does. Drives off a cliff. I'm Probably drives off a cliff in his in his convertible or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just so you know, spin uh, doctors. Spin doctors. Um, Two Princes came out on their 1991 album Pocket Full of Kryptonite. There you go. And uh, and uh, uh, Reality Bites was 94. many years later. Now the the premise of reality. So it's I always assumed that it was it was Reality Bites and that they were little bites. 
Like well, their series of vignettes. Well, there is kind of that because she's a documentary maker and she's filming her friends. Right. And there's an interesting kind of side story with, uh, what's her name, the comedian? I forgot her name again. Janine Garofalo. Yes, who's actually said grab that gem in a video before. Somebody I remember that. that. Yeah, which is great. And she's a character who's... First celebrity crush. Oh, really? Janine Garofalo, yeah. Well, she's trying to find love and she's sleeping with all these different men. And oh, not she, me though. No. Thanks for nothing, Janine Garofalo. <laughs> but she, from yeah, that era. She had, when you were a child. Yes. She has like a... um. <clears throat> She has an AIDS scare, right. which is very kind of... And Steve Zahn's character is coming out mm-hmm. to his parents. And yeah. so it's kind of things where like... I'm Steve Zahn. I'm sorry. I, I, I've only recently come to terms with the fact that I'm Steve yeah. Zahn. I like Steve Zahn a lot yeah. as well. So they kind of have interesting side stories. But again, it's that kind of thing where it's... I, I think people are too easy to give up and go, well, the world's, world's burning and who cares and everything's a trap and who cares. But you don't have to do those things. You can do something yeah. else. You know, you don't have to go... Work for Ben Stiller. That's true. Selling Pizza Hut or whatever he does in sure. this movie. I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> he sold the business Pizza Hut. Well, he, he, he takes Winona Ryder's documentary and he... Did re- he sell all the Pizza Hut huts, which is why there aren't any anymore? <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah. But he... Because he, he's like, I'm going to make your documentary. I'm going to get it released. And then they re-edit it and they make it into a weird Pizza Hut ad oh, or whatever. Yeah, okay, and she's right, like, right. that was my work. And he's like, I thought you'd like it. And that I'm like, the- why would you think she would like it's that? It's the 90s. The <laughs> ultimate crime in the 90s was selling out for any amount of money. <laughs> Why would you think that? So it's also, but it's also reality bites as in this bites. Yes. Yeah, right. It oh, is. So nice. yeah. That's so nice. Anyway, I've talked way too much about this no, movie. No, I'm super I, keen on this. What so you we got? just, so it's not edgy anymore. How do you, nah. no, okay, right. No. Okay. Uh, look, somebody suggested this and I knew it was on there and I tried to watch it. Connor on Twitter suggested I watch Donnie Darko and I tried and I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't finish it. So I switched to Dark City instead, which is not edgy in any way, but... But it's pre-Matrix. When was the, yeah, that's true. The post of the crow. When was the last time you watched Donnie Darko? Oh, it may be... Sc- I watched I, it with you, I think. Because there were two options. I could either buy the, the theatrical release of the director's cut, and I'm like, well, I'll try the director's Isn't cut. Isn't that way worse? Probably. I've heard it makes less sense. I heard it's one of those movies where the theatrical cut you can kind of make sense of it, but the director's cut shows that the director doesn't exactly understand the movie oh, that I he made right, or something. Yeah. I've never seen the director's cut. About time travel or something, yeah. <laughs> or time loops. They're both about time loops. Great. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I hate Donnie Darko. Why? I've always hated it. His haircut. I. Ha- yep. That's look. I, I like the. I like the Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal combo. Yes. On screen. Is it true his full name is Donrad Darko? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Donrad Darkenstein. <laughs> yes. Okay. The only bit I remember really liking from this movie is. Uh, the poster I have it I have it on my wall Obviously, when I was yeah. in college. Uh-huh. Yeah. But also the, the bit, spooky rabbit. The spooky rabbit. No, the bit where he tells Patrick Stewart, he tells Patrick Swayze off in an auditorium. Oh yeah, that's right. That, yeah, where yeah. Patrick Stewart's Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Swayze's talking about how Patrick Stewart wouldn't <laughs> touch this with a ten foot pole. <laughs> you no, know he would. Is he would? <laughs> he would. But, um, but he's talking about how love is the answer, and, and you know you're just confused, and Jesus is the way, and you're uh-huh. just angry, and uh-huh. and you know you know what you're talking about, and he just. Gives him a fucking serve. Oh, Donnie Darker gives yeah. him a serve. <laughs> yeah. And he calls him the Antichrist. And at the end, it turns out that Patrick Swayze is maybe a pedophile or something yeah. at the end. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't hold up. Well, I never thought it held is up. Is it too edgy for its own good? It's too nonsensical for its own good. Mm. And I think that's why I think they, I think in attempting to make it nonsensical. Yes. Like, in, in, I, th- I think it was made to be deliberately kind of dense and nonsensical. Yeah. Because if people don't get it, then it has a deeper meaning. Oh, that's so but true. But if you recall, you can look on the website yeah. and it explains the time travel mechanic. But I don't even is that even the point of the movie? I don't feel it has any point. <sighs> Donrad Darkenstein or whatever you said. Exactly. What an yeah. era. So we're just going to 
go to the next thing? I think so. <laughs> okay. I nearly got around to this and I kind of wish I did, but I feel oh, like... Oh, Dark City is a really good movie. Yeah. Watched it all the way to the end. Did you watch the version that spoils the twist at the start? No, because I had a director's cut on DVD. Okay. On, on a physical medium. Can you even believe it? So this is by the director of City of Gods, yes. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that the Gerard Butler one? Is it Exodus? Gods, yes, gods but, versus man <laughs> versus Sever? I don't know. Ballistic? I don't know. I can't remember. Whatever that weird yeah. Egypt Gerard and this Butler. Movie, look, this movie, movie isn't edgy in the traditional sense, but I did watch it. And it's pre-The Matrix. It's pre-The Matrix. So would you, uh, let's not spoil this one then because yeah. maybe people should uh-huh. go into it. It's Rufus Sewell yes. uh, wakes up in a city, uh, a in, city. In, in a bath and in the other rooms a murdered woman and he has no memory of how he got there. And then he's on the bloody run. And what is most annoying about this movie is that it, when it came out theatrically, yeah. apparently the studio were not... Uh, they, they were concerned that people wouldn't understand what was happening. Mm. So what they demanded be added was a was a opening narration crawl that basically explained the twist that happened yes. at, like, the 60-minute mark yes. of this movie. So, and how the world works and yeah, so Because it's an interesting movie from memory. It's really good. Yeah. I think it holds up, Great. especially pre-The Matrix. Wow. Yeah, but some, of the, the some, of the, some of the special effects are a little bit shonky. Sure. Yeah. That, what do you expect? Yeah, it's, it's a, great. It's got uh, J- Jennifer Connelly and William Hurt. Oh, I'd forgot and Kiefer Sutherland is in this movie. Oh, he's a weird he's goth a weird, gremlin or something. No, he's a scientist. Oh, that's right. He's, he's got a, a big he's monocle a psych- eye or something. No, he's got some little. He's got a. He's got one bung eye and some little. Glasses. Okay, right. Yeah, well, I got none of that right. Okay, right. But I remember that he was in it. Uh-huh. Uh Well, then we go. Anyway, to I don't a, think that movie's edgy in the traditional okay. sense, but it's a good movie. Well, here's something that, that's this is pre Donnie Darko. We could probably do another episode on edgy movies if people have more suggestions, sure. or if they're like they've really done a real hatchet job on this stuff. Never talk about edgy movies again. We we can do that also. Uh, Jesse on Twitter said the Crow. Yeah, the the Crow is like the '90s goth era made. Yes, celluloid. Uh huh. But having not rewatched it recently, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things like Blade, where it's of the time. And it's edgy and real and whatever and dark, but it's it works, I think. What do you think? And there's still some dumb goth stuff in it. Boy, is there, yes. <laughs> Remember the yeah, bit where I he puts the, rings the, in a gun yeah, or something? I think the yeah, that's right. I I think these movies especially are at the mercy of the cinematography at the time. Right. I think whereas they they are they look like movies from the nineties. I think if you even took the plot and the the characters and the same actors and and tweaked a little bit of the dialogue yeah. and and filmed it now in the modern era, I think it'd look up and 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 seem a lot better. Right, okay. But I think it's the fact... But then would that, that then age again 20 years on? Probably. You look back and go, Ugh. That's why we've got these endless remakes. You know it. Well, they're still trying to remake The Crow, aren't they? Yeah. God. It's a good movie, maybe. No. From memory. No. You don't think it's good? Well, I'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, American Psycho. Yes. I, watched, I rewatched American Psycho. What do you think? I think the book is way more. Oh my god, look how edgy I am than the yeah. movie is. I think the I think the movie, it's. I mean, it's kind of visceral and and surprising yeah. in its violence. If you haven't read the book and you don't know what's coming up, mm. I mean, it is called American Psycho and it's got a big knife on the box cover. But yeah, but it could be like about a guy who's like he's a killer on Wall Street or whatever, but not literally. That's true. He's <laughs> he's metaphorically a killer on Wall Street. There's some funny scenes in this. I think this is the, this movie. I think it still holds up. Even every now and then, I watch that the business card scene. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, all, it's got it's got a few famous actors in it now. It's got uh, Jared Leto. Ja- Jared Leto. It's got the dude from he's, he's the new he's the new tramp in Lady in the Tramp. Justin right. Theroux. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, is in there. There might be some others. Okay. The guy who plays Gavin Belson in 
uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really funny, like they're all comparing yeah. business cards and they're all essentially the same uh-huh. business card and they're all getting really envious of... The identical business yeah, cards, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, because they're eggshell the and minuscule, The minuscule and, variations, And then yeah. one has a watermark uh-huh. or whatever, yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting because I, I heard something about this movie recently and that is that there's, you know, there's like really graphic sex scenes in it where Christian Bale hires a bunch of prostitutes and then has sex with them and films it and then murders them or whatever. Yeah, right. And also, here's the thing about maybe watching a bunch of these movies is mm. it all washes over me at this point. Like, okay, did you, right. Do you feel the same oh, way? Oh, like, does not affect you? Yeah, you it, doesn't, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't register like, in any way. Like the, like the scene in Fight Club where, like, uh, the narrator beats himself up. Yeah. And it's quite brutal. Or there's a point where he just really pulps Jared, Jared Leto. I think I you mean, would have enjoyed that, though. Yeah, I did kind of enjoy that. <laughs> but, uh, like, at, at no point am I like, oh, this is a bit much. I yeah. think, and I don't know if that's a function of... I wonder if it's just been 20 years and yeah. you've just seen so much. I yeah. don't know whether it's necessarily... Oh, I've seen so much. Yeah, but I don't know whether it's necessarily because you watched them all in a row. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Right. Uh-huh. But maybe it is. Mm. But I, re- I read this thing about how, with the sex scenes, it was supposed to be that... When he was having sex with them, you know, he's like, he's looking himself in the mirror and he's posing and yeah. he's like, thinks he's great. And then it would show their faces and they cut this out and they're just bored. Yeah, so, right. he's, but they cut that out for whatever reason. And I think that would have been an interesting element to be like, this guy's kind of a loser and he doesn't even know yeah, that he's, yeah, yeah. you know, like he thinks he's this great, you know, this champion of men, but he's just kind of, yeah, he just sucks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's, one of the biggest questions about this movie is how much, and the book, I guess, is yeah. how much of it is just in his head. And what do you think? I think he's actually a murderer. Yeah, and the company <laughs> covers it up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I th- look, I think, I think this still holds up as a satire. He's got a great rig on him. Boy, does he? <laughs> yeah, is that his best ever rig? I mean, he's been he's, bigger. He's been bigger. Uh, uh, it might be his best rig. Even better than his machinist rig. It's a good rig. It's good rig. I mean, it's different, obviously. It's yeah. horses for courses and such. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Batman Begins rig is bigger. Yeah, the Dark Knight rig is similar to Rises. Yeah, but it's that's more that's not a beautiful rig. That's more this like is a beautiful bruised. rig. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful and tan and yeah, right and um, whatever. Yeah. Do you think it's more difficult in Hollywood to bulk up or mach- do it machinist style where you get really skinny? I think it would be more to get skinny, and it would be more uncomfortable. It'd be more ultimately more taxing. Yeah, I think. but it would might be easier to. No, people say it's really re- hard to recover from that. Yeah. Matt Damon did it once and he got really sick from it. And yeah. And he's still sick. And I think Christian Bale's going to stop doing it because you don't need to. Yeah, right. Because they'll just CGI you either way. Just get a real skinny guy and CGI yeah. your head onto it. Yeah. I might rewatch American Psycho, actually. Yeah. Uh, Mitch said on Twitter, Boondock Saints. But he actually wrote Boondocks Saints. What a goose. And he said, don't rip into me for calling it Boondocks what Saints. What a goose. And not Boondock Saints, though. What a goose. Mitch, we're ripping into you, mate. Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't have noticed unless you said anything. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think of Boondocks Saints? Uh, again, I think we're, you, we're talking scenery-chewing performances, Willem Dafoe's. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I th- I, have I mentioned this on the show, but I recently watched... Uh, uh, Willem Dafoe go through all of his yes. kind of career-defining performances... <laughs> On, on YouTube, and he says that whenever someone comes up to him, he knows ex- he know- he immediately knows if they're going to talk to him about Boondock Saints. Yeah, because it's a cult. Yeah. Wear a fedora. Absolutely. Fedora yeah, yeah. trench coat kind of situation. I remember thinking it was super cool and surprising yes. at the time uh-huh. and had some cool gunfights, and that's probably still true. Oh, my God, everybody's holding two guns in this movie. Yeah, and Billy Connolly's their dad or whatever. That's twists. right. Uh-huh. But I, I didn't rewatch it, so I couldn't say whether it's... Uh, do you think it's like a Guy Ritchie wannabe kind of thing or do you think it's actually... Because I think you soured on this long before me. You were like, eh, it's not that good and the second one's about as good as the first one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I have watched it fairly recently. Mm. I don't, but I didn't get all the way to the end. Yeah, right. She's the cat. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> didn't see it coming. No, product of its time. Yes. I think that that whole it's it's very much kind of style over substance. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's 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 not a lot to it. Yes, and it didn't have a lot of trouble with distribution. And the directors never really recovered in Hollywood or whatever because they didn't want to release it, and they hated him, and he hated them, and all that kind of thing. <laughs> but he made it independently or whatever. Okay, there's an old story behind it, Mason. I <clears> you well, you've just told it to me, and it's incredible. Yes, here's an interesting one. Okay, Bruce Skittle says. This is a movie I know really well, Life of Brian, because that was I don't know I guess whether that's edgy, yeah. I don't know because Life of Brian is basically it's a it's a story set. For those that don't know, it's a Monty Python movie. It's from the late seventies. Uh, it's basically a, a, a person called Brian who was born at the exact same time as Jesus, uh-huh. and his life sucks. But then for some reason, people think he's also a messiah, mm-hmm. and it's kind of about the trappings of religion. And it's not a mockery of Jesus. It's a mockery of it, it is. It's a mockery of religion and and society yeah. and and whatever. And it was very controversial at the time, uh, particularly among devout Catholics, but also a lot of Catholics. Like my grandma was very Catholic and she loved it. She yeah, right. It was, uh-huh. It's ridiculous farce of a movie. Well, if you can't poke fun at your own religion, exactly. What are you even doing? But there's a very famous interview where uh, Michael Palin and John Cleese go on and they defend the movie from some um, some upper class. British Cardinals. Oh, yes. And it is terrific. Really? If you want to see how smart John Cleese is. Oh. Uh, or was. Well, or I don't was, know what I he's think he's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's Brexiting now, isn't he? I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, I just, it's it's really interesting. And I and because they're like, it's a it's an affront to Jesus and God and how dare you. And then they're like, we haven't seen it. <laughs> so, of course, yeah, of course they haven't. Yeah, yeah. Someone's it, told them it's bad. Yes, but it's. But it, they couldn't get their bloody hats through the door. You know they? it, mate. So it's kind of Those I still toffee think, nose twits. Yeah, I still think it holds up. I think it is. Uh, it's definitely edgier for the time. It's pretty tame now because everybody's taken down the bloody Catholic Church, yeah, mate. Exactly, They're all yeah. going to jail. Some of them are going. Very few of them are going to jail. <laughs> Not enough of them are going to <laughs> yes. jail. But uh, no, I think it still holds the up. The one at my parish <laughs> maybe went to jail. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did he go to jail? They moved him around a lot. They certainly did move him around a lot, didn't they? Yeah. For those people who don't know, they moved a pedophile to Mason School when he was a kid. <laughs> yep. He didn't get you, though, did he? He didn't. <laughs> I've won this round at Catholic Church. God, I couldn't believe that. I mean, I can, obviously. Yeah, of course now, you can, yeah. yeah. But when I first heard it, I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Um, anyway, it's not as edgy as it was. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty yeah. edgy for the time. Uh-huh. But no, I think it's a pretty funny movie from yeah. memory. And there's a weird Star Wars bit in the middle of it for no reason. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. What else we got? Oh, well, I've run out. So oh, okay. Go got some, I'm going from some Twitter <laughs> I don't have ones all here. the time in the world to watch movies, That's James. right. We can just do a few more. Okay, uh, Heath said Daredevil. <laughs> oh, I think, my God. I think so much of that was supposed to be edgy and cool, right? Oh, yeah, for the sure. The soundtrack, yeah, yeah, the yeah, outfit, yeah. the lighting, uh-huh. the fight scenes. Yeah. I feel like that came out of an era where th- that that was minimum. Mm. Reco- they, the, what, what Daredevil was produced, what, what they created with Daredevil is like the minimum, the lowest bar yes. in, that, in that particular time in the... 2003, yeah. 2003, I yeah. think. And like 2003, you needed an Evanescence song. Was that ever edgy, though? Because I don't remember the time being like, cool. I, I, don't, I don't even hate that movie. But I don't remember the time thinking like, <laughs> Put that oh on my, the poster. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't remember thinking, oh, my God, that's cool. Like, I didn't think any of it was particularly cool or edgy. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, it was It was a bold attempt at being, <laughs> at being edgy, I think. Kevin Smith said it. Yeah. Yeah. It is edgy. Connor has written Bright, which I think is a recent example of that's so much not so much edgy, but it's more like fantasy, but like you've never seen. <laughs> what if cops? 
What if orcs were? <laughs> what if orcs were cops and cops were orcs? <laughs> it's not very good. No, it's uh, the worst. It's pretty funny. Robbo has said that Psycho was the first movie that allowed a flushing toilet. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Psycho holds up, doesn't it? I would, th- I would think so. There you go. Um, yeah. What was the first? What was the first TV show to have a married couple in two in in one bed? Oh, right. Who's that? Wasn't the Brady Bunch? Was it? I don't think it's. No, I, don't think, I so. think they were separate beds. Yeah. That's that so wasn't reality, weird. though, was it? To the best of my knowledge, I don't think most and people in that era they beds. had they had beds together, but on television. This is another one of those weird bugbears that I had. Like you know, when I was a kid, I'm like, do are American children really big? Because yeah. they were all adults. <laughs> yeah, They're yes. all people in their twenties playing high school high school students. This is another one where I'm like, did did American married couples? Sleep in separate beds because all the TV series yeah. at that time had them in separate beds. What's I Love Lucy doing? Maybe she he doesn't love Lucy, it would yeah. say. Or whoever's supposed to love Lucy in that show. Ricky Ricardo. Yes, that's right. Anyway, maybe we'll come back to this another day. What do you think? I we'll think do so some too, more yeah. edgy movies. For sure. I'd like to watch more things and just be like, I vaguely remembered that and it's probably <laughs> yeah. fine or whatever. Do you remember yeah. that bit? No. I remember that bit, yeah. Mm. So if people got any more examples, we're, we're bloody, we might come back to this at some point. Should we go to another segment of the show Should we go then? to another segment of the show? This is my favourite segment of the show, Mason. Yes, what, continue. What are we reading? Yes. What are we going to read? Oh. I'm doing a thing. Well, well, here we are again. Oh, well, well, well. What are we reading? What are we going to read? Uh, well. It's the same when we talk about things we're reading or going to read. Well, well, well. Uh, Mason, do you want to kick us off? Well, this I was going to say Control. Yeah, yeah, right. But, mm. Uh, mm. but I also got Titanfall 2. Ah, what do you <laughs> think? So are you ready for some hot takes from yeah, 2016? Man. I love this move, game. It's real good. I know! Good. If the if the, if the the mechs, if the Titans were bigger, this would have been a, a 10 out of 10 mech what warrior do you mean, game. bigger? Even bigger. Like many stories high. Okay. I mean, they're pretty big, sure. So you want them knocking down buildings. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. well, again, Jedi Fallen Order, same developer. So yeah, Respawn Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do super well at the time, but it's kind of gained this cult following, okay. like The Crow. Yes. Uh, so. It's really solid. I like really it. It's really glad. How uh, good the mechanics are good. It's not even, even that. It's the level design is so precise. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you finished it? No, It's yet, not no. very long. It's no. only like six to eight I'm at hours. The, I'm at the level. Spoiler alert for a game that came out in 2016. I'm up to the level where you get the time travel. So good. Uh, uh, like unit thingamajiggy. Have you passed that level yet? Not yet. I'm getting okay. there. I, I, got to a po- I got to a point where there's a there's a clearly a moment where you have to you have to leap back and forth from a series of walls while, while time, time traveling, traveling yeah. in, in midair. And I'm like, this is going to take me a little bit. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to take a break and I'll come back to it. Come back to, to it. To it. Good I'm, idea. I'm Maybe refreshed. you should have done it when yeah. your hands were limber. Nimber. Yeah. Lim, limblall. When my hands were limblall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, th- what's great about that is they just throw that mechanic away. You finish the level, just, That's what I they thought, just got yeah. rid of it. It's, mm-hmm. you, you could build a whole game around that, but yeah, they didn't. It's they didn't, fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and it just feel like you just you f- you feel like you're really in control of that mech. You know what I mean? You really feel like Spider Man. You're really <laughs> just shooting those big old guns. Yeah, that might be my favorite game of this generation. This current there generation. You go. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. I've replayed that a couple of times. Whenever I'm like, what should I play? I'm like, I'll oh, just play Titan 2 again. It's such a good game. <laughs> uh-huh. and pro- do you do you start from the start or do you yep. replay? Okay. Oh, I think I don't do the tutorial because it's like... Okay, right. <laughs> Skip the tutorial. You got this. I know this. what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm actually reading. I have no idea how to pronounce this. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to spell it out. I actually looked up the pronunciations and they were all different and Can terrible. Can you show me what it says? Uh, it's The name for the guy is S-T-J-E-P-A-N. Austrian. Yes. Uh, and the last name is Sajik. 
As in oh, Stepan Sedgwick. Yes. The, he does, he's an art comic, comic artist. writer, artist, does it all. Because the current, current comic... He does some very sexy Aquaman, I think. So sexy. <laughs> too sexy. Too hot for comics. Yeah, great. Uh, so he's written... I kind of saw this and went, eh. And then I heard it was great. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't realise who was on it as well. He, it's called Harleen. It's a Harley Quinn origin story okay. comic. That's that do, you're right, that doesn't sound good. No, but it's excellent. Okay. And so it's it's her it's her first encounters with the Joker, except he's sexy. I'm, seeing, I'm sensing a theme here, oh, Mason. Yes. How's Harleen Quinzel? How's she looking? She looks good, but he's super sex- sexy. sexy. Yeah. So he's kind of, he's a bit kind of like One Direction kind of K-pop kind of oh, right, Jonas okay, Brothers sure. looking dude. Yeah, uh-huh. none of those things are that similar, but you get no, the I get it. you get I the get vibe. It. He's at the intersection of K-pop, the Jonas Brothers. Yes, the third thing. Well, they all car crash into each other. Yeah. And have you played? Speaking of video games, have you played Near Automata? Yes, I have it. Is it good? Uh, there's a bit I keep getting stuck on and dying, and then I have to redo the first level. So I, I incredible, keep not okay. going back to it. But <laughs> yes, it is good. Okay, good. All Why? Right. I just I've seen it recommended a bunch of times, and I'm yeah. like, I'm that giant buzzsaw. You got to fight where yeah, I keep nice. getting stuck on. Cool. The checkpoints weren't generous enough for me. Oh, I see. But it keeps changing, like what the game is. It like shifts through it, and they're like, yeah, and now you're yeah, flying, yeah. and now you're whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. All right. Um. Anyway, read Harleen because it's uh, it's it's uh, first meetings with the Joker. Is and it a one shot? No, I think there's a there's a few. I don't know how many it is, but yeah. it's like also one that's like 60 pages or whatever. Yeah, I right. also might get started on Fight Club 2 and 3. And you should also get started on Fight Club the game. I won't. You can fight Abraham Lincoln in it. As Fred Durst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two American icons oh together God, at last. Finally, yeah. yeah. Have you seen his new movie, the John Travolta one or whatever? No. People are saying it's horrible or whatever. Uh-huh. You know what it's I'm like saying? Big Fan, but it's John yeah. Travolta. Uh, anything else we're reading or recommending? Oh, I've just been watching a bunch of edgy movies this week. Oh, I just you. haven't had time for much else. You feel good to get away from that now? No, I kind of want to watch some more. So, wow. Yeah. We'll save them up, Mason. Yeah, maybe I should rewatch Boondock Saints. Yeah. And then two? Toondock Saints. Toondock Saints, exactly. Yep. Figured it out. It's yeah. They team up with uh, the characters from Space Jam to fight <laughs> aliens. <laughs> we must be due for that Space Jam movie soon, right? Where are they Surely. At? Yeah. Surely. I don't even want it, but where is it? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, next thing. They probably have to, like, every once in a while, they have to swap out the basketball player involved because they <laughs> did too many good things for inner city youth. And so they're like, well, half the audience is going to hate that they did too many good <laughs> things for inner city youth, so we better replace him with somebody who hasn't made any kind of political <laughs> statements, you know? That's probably true. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Oh, letters? Letters. Nice. The classic one was letters. Like Mason, it's, it's in the letters, and oh, yeah. that's what I love. What you do you love lo- letters? Yeah, what do you love? Letters. Good. Because uh, if you want to send We've a letter. We've never had anything in common before, but it turns that's out we true. both love letters. The whole time. Yes. Uh, we should uh, talk more off air, I think, maybe. Maybe we could figure some other things out that we like. No, no, all learning <laughs> is to be done here. Okay, now, quick update. Yep. AsianDating.com, we have eight new matches. Yes. Jason, 41 years old from Australia, and more. And more? Yeah, he doesn't look very Asian. Guy's not Asian at all. Right? He looks like a guy who would beat up Asians. Same with this guy. Look at this guy. It's a racist website. I don't know why you got signed, so many neck why tattoos. You, why you signed up to this? Me? This, this guy's called Gruber. <laughs> He's shirtless. These guys all look like serial killers. Yes. Oh, that guy's that guy's a serial killer. Yeah, sure. Definitely. <laughs> anyway, I don't first of all, I don't know why the spam filter isn't catching this. Yeah. But here we are. And I've clicked it now, so we're never gonna get we're gonna get constant <laughs> updates from AsianDating.com. <laughs> 
I don't understand. Do you have to be Asian to use it? Do you? Do you, <laughs> do you have to be racist to use you have it? To be it seems to like you have it. to be racist. Is it for? Or is it? Are you white and you meet Asian people? Is that the? I don't know. I don't know. There, there's so many. Why is the spam filter <laughs> catching these? Anyway, uh, they want us to see uh, Gemini Man. We won't be doing that. Uh, <laughs> When's we'll the screening? Look, Will Smith performs at special fan event in Budapest. Oh, do you wow. want to go to that? No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Never. Okay. Okay. Anyway, if you want to reach the show, whether you be Asian dating or anything else. Yep. Uh, if you found your, your, your love of your life on AsianDating.com. Let us know. Yeah. Is it just for serial killers? Let That's us know. Really, are you a serial killer and you yeah. found love on AsianDating.com? Yeah. Uh, hashtag WeeklyPlanetPod on Twitter or shoot a Gmail over to WeeklyPlanetPod at gmail.com. Yes. Do you want to go first or would you like me I to go first? I think you should go first. Okay. Well, this is from uh, Jeremy Miller who says... What are some of your favorite comic book sequels? Mine would have to be Dark Victory, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Comic book sequels. I love Superman Year One. Just kidding. (laughs) It's not very good. Imagine Mermaid or something. Yeah, okay. (laughs) What's that a sequel to technically? I guess the Batman Year One universe. Yeah, right, okay. Or a parallel. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't count. Yeah. What about you? What are you thinking? Sequels. Sequels. Comic book sequels. You ever read any of the... Batman Year One follow-ups? Year Two and Year Three. Yeah. I have. Any good? They're okay. Wow. Yeah. What a story right. endorsement. Uh, Dark Victory is excellent. Yeah. If you read The Long Halloween. See, the thing about mm. comic book sequels is they're often... Written by the same person way too late and they're bad. I was going to say that or they're just an ongoing series. Well, <laughs> so, that's also So which true. one is the sequel? Yeah, that's actually know? a really good point. I guess it's sort of like we're talking like standalone stories where... Yeah. There's like a graphic novel-y, follow-up-y thing. Yes. Yeah, you're right about that. Because like all I can think of like ongoing things. I'm yes. like, I really like that new 52 Batman run. But I think that's just one yeah. run. What do you think about the Dark Knight Returns again? Strikes back again. Terrible. Profoundly yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I picked Dark Victory also. Oh, come on. <laughs> now that means I have to use Dark Knight Strikes again. <laughs> I'm gonna Google. Civil War 2 is bad. You know, but there is a Civil War spin-off, yes, which is set in a parallel what-if world where it's still going, uh-huh. and New York was destroyed, and the, the America is divided, mm-hmm. and Captain America and Iron Man are still fighting. What about some old man? It's not comics. bad. Uh, like you, like you. Hawkeye's great, actually. Yeah. It's uh-huh. a prequel so technically, but yeah, yeah, and they're currently doing Old Man Quill, which yes. I also like. There you go. There's some good ones. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You still haven't thought of one. I, <laughs> I just thought of that one. Right? No, you just you God just. God damn it! How about this? Right in, people. It's a good comic <laughs> okay, book yeah, sequel. We go, yeah, not a run sequel. Oh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen sequels are uh, all really good. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Why do you say that? They just they go in a bunch of weird directions. Ah. They're, they're, Alan Moore takes the the pieces of the original League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is a series of Victorian era literary figures. Sure, and then he's just like. Okay, what if they then found the Fountain of Youth and they all went insane? (laughs) That is interesting. Pretty interesting, Okay, cool. All right. I like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen sequels. What about Fight Club? I haven't read them yet. Yeah, you're excited for it, though. Yeah, I kind of am. Well, we we all thought of some, didn't we? We all thought of some. I thought of the most. But if you can think of some. I did already. You, the listener, who's sitting behind James. Why are you pointing at me? Because they're behind you. I like that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But let us know. This one, this is an email from Stephen... Dirges. Hello, Stephen. Just says, you two should play Untitled Goose Game. I have. How is it? It's great. Uh, I talk about Unsuggestible, uh-huh. but then my Switch died and I don't know where the charger is. Oh, no. Do you want to be a goose? 
Do you want to? Do you want to just bother people? He's an annoying goose, right? It's I've seen some gameplay of it. It's ridiculous. It's, you gotta, you gotta steal a man's hat. Yeah, you've gotta. You've, you've can, you can take his lake, uh, his rake, and put it into the lake, and he's like, "Come oh, on, rake in a lake, rake in a lake." Nice. But also, there's not really any consequences. They don't kick you or anything. I was gonna say there doesn't yeah. seem to be any game over sequences. No, it, there's not. You can yeah. just, you can just endlessly bother people. Yeah, I think there would that. You know what? You know what would make Untitled Goose Game better is if nice. there was some some other kind of game mm. where people are trying to achieve certain goals and then you as the goose invade their game <laughs> okay, right. and annoy them. Like I it's Bus Simulator and they're trying to drive <laughs> the bus or whatever and you just keep getting in a honk and they crash the bus. I know some people have talked about um, they want to make him a Smash Brothers character. Which <laughs> yeah, be sure. Yeah, it's a Melbourne developer as well. It's a Melbourne game. Yeah, that's true. really cool. So I like that a lot. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so when I find my Switch charger, I'm going to finish that game. Yeah. Uh, I've got a tweet here. This this came out this week. This is from Frothy Solutions. Oh, yes. <laughs> the best kind of solutions. Don't mind a bloody Frothy Solution Friday afternoon. You know you what I mean? Know, after a big bubble bed. bath. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, <the> pub. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag weekly platter pod. Get in here, lads, eh? <laughs> Soap up. Yep. What do you make of Bob Iger's recent book? where he brags mm-hmm. about how disappointed George Lucas was with uh, the di- what Disney did to Star Wars. Now, did you hear about this? No. I'll quickly give you the rundown. I'm ready. Okay, well, the rundown was a movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Sean, Sean William Scott. Scott. I it remember it. It was introduced into Australia as uh, Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Jungle. Jungle. But the funny thing is there was actually another movie, I believe, also called The Rundown. Is that correct? So there was some confusion. It might have been, but Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, yeah, also, also has The Rock. Yeah, in, so it's, it's one of those Scott. situations where... So The Rock wanted to be a chef. Yes. But in order to get the money to be a chef, he had to get out of debt from like a mob boss. And in order to do that, he had to retrieve certain objects, like somebody's Super Bowl ring. That's right. And they wouldn't want to give him the Super Bowl ring, so he had to beat him up. You had to give him the rundown, yeah. or as in we call it in Australia. A bashing. <laughs> a glassing. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a good movie, I think. I think it holds up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms of George Lucas and his deal with Disney, yes. he's, uh, this is this was known, but jo- Bob Iger's Your Dad is releasing a book. Yeah. Uh, and basically he talks about in one section how George Lucas was under the assumption that because they bought his treatments for episodes seven to nine, they were going to use them. Yeah, right. And they did. they did for kindling. They, yes, they threw them all away. Or as we call it in Australia, yeah. a glassing. That's right. Or a welcome to the jungle. Yeah. They gave him the old goose. They dragged him all into a lake. <laughs> That's right. So it, they I stole his hat. The way that he talks about it in the book, he he does kind of he seems regretful that he wasn't more transparent that they weren't going to use them necessarily. Yeah, right. Okay, like so a, it's less a brag. Yeah. Oh, and my, it's weird that he's kind of bringing it up. It's At kind all, of strange. Yeah. yeah, but it's also because he's still the CEO. It's like I don't know. I don't know why he's doing this. But anyway. Why is he releasing a book? Is it because he's a terrible person, probably, and there's probably some dirt is going to emerge on him very soon? Maybe that's my guess, and he's trying to get out. And maybe of it. George Lucas dacked him. Maybe I should ask him. Yeah, but Dad, are you cancelled yet? <laughs> but yeah, so they, he was under no obligation to to use them. Yeah, and it was in the contracts that they didn't have to use them, and they could do whatever. Uh-huh. So it's, but he feels remorse that he didn't. He, yeah, that they. But also, I understand why they didn't use it because people seem to forget that as little as like six years ago, or probably less than when they seven years ago when they this deal was made public. Yes, people hate the prequels. Yeah, and people would have flipped out if it was another version of the prequels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's only because we got a different thing that also people didn't like. Some people didn't like. Yes, that people are like, well, they should have used the treatments or whatever. Mm. But it's all about. The inner workings of the force and who controls the force and 
All sorts of stuff, apparently. Yes. I did a video on it a while ago, um, what George Lucas was going to do. Anyway, what do you think? Do you think it's fair that they, this in this contractual agreement where they didn't have to use it, they didn't use it? Well, I And everybody I, still got billions of dollars? I'd have to say the contract. <laughs> sure. Like, if it, if it said, we will definitely use this. It these, didn't. Then, whatever, man. <laughs> you know? Take your $4 billion. Yeah, you, I think you'll live. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You made the, you made the most iconic... Of the Star Wars movies, That's true. I feel. So be happy with that, I think. I'm happy with Again, that. Again, be happy with the fact that you've made the most ubiquitous form of entertainment <laughs> that the world has ever seen. And you have billions of dollars. Again, the origin of the man who doesn't know what Star Wars is. Because you <laughs> cannot escape Star Wars at any moment for even a second of your life. There's always Star Wars somewhere in your field of vision or in your brain or in your ears <laughs> or in your shirt. It's true. Yeah, underpants. Are you going to get Jedi Fallen Order? Probably. You're going to have to, aren't yeah, you? It'll be in my house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any Star Wars stuff in your house? I don't know if I do. In the boot of my car, I have one of those Star Wars technical manuals, like with all the, ah. sh- all the v- schematics of the ships From and when stuff. you were a kid? Yeah, because I was getting stuff from my parents' old house. You're mad on that stuff. Or you were as a kid, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I had all the, the, Star-, workings, I had the yeah. Star Trek de- technical manuals. And I'm like, ooh, dilithium. <laughs> that is how they power that. Mm. Mm. Crystals, yeah? Crystals, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's right. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, is that the show? Maybe. You want some more emails, though? No. Okay, then. No, what do you got? This is from Connor Angel. He Hello, says, uh, hey, mate, so recently I graduated from year 12, and this made me really depressed. What is the <laughs> one thing you go back to every time you feel down to make yourself feel happy again? Reality Bites, man. Really? That's what I go back to. Of course you do, And yeah. this applies aptly for your situation. Yes. Because, you know, entering the real world. Oh, whatever, that's true, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah. What's a good feel-good? Feel-good? Yeah. I love the movie Sunshine, Mason. You know oh, that. Yes. Yep. I'll go back to that. You, you play Titanfall, too. I do play times, Titanfall, yeah. too. Um, oh. I read comics. comics I read comics good. that I really like. Yep. I go back to. I read, like, certain runs and, yes. and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. What about you? Uh... A lot, of, a lot of dumb podcasts that are worth a re, sure. re-listen, I think. Just some some nice, nice calming ones. Uh, Beef and Dairy Network, I feel, is good for that. Okay. A series of nonsensical interviews uh, about uh, uh, for people in the beef and dairy industry. <laughs> but obviously not, just nonsense. Yes. Yeah. Is, is there comedies that you go back to? Like, I don't necessarily go back to a comedy to feel good. I'd, ra- I'd go back to something that I like to feel good. Oh, okay, I'm not yeah, like, right. I need a laugh or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. What about you? Uh that's a good question. I don't know. I think I probably f- prefer prefer short form stuff. Yeah, right. Like I probably won't watch a whole movie. Mm. Um, maybe a series that you like. Maybe a series. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, President Lyndon Johnson, former President Lyndon Johnson. Oh, used to weird re- tapes. Yeah, he used to record. Like he used to recall record all his White House. <laughs> like any any time he made a call anywhere, and they're all they're all on YouTube, and you know there, there's there's important He's often ones talking about his balls. Yeah, there's one. There's one. <laughs> Where he calls the president of like a pants company to get to order some pants, and it's just him. It's a really specific conversation about his pants and how there isn't enough room for his balls. <laughs> and like, can you adjust? Can you give me an extra inch here on my balls yeah. and all this sort of stuff? I will listen to that over and over again. Do you it's, think that's a guy who's should like, be the president? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. But do you think he's just? He's like, I know these are being recorded, and I want people to think. I've Oh, I don't know. That's a, no, I just don't, I just think he was the president. He's like, I don't care. Oh, whatever. I don't because I, I don't know. I don't know much about his past, but I guess he was just like a, like a, like a, said big balls. Said big balls, and he's like, yeah. Can you can you give me more room for my balls there? I know there's not much room for my, my balls in a pair of pants, but I got big balls. So Man, 
Yeah. Isn't it good when uh, presidents yep. have conversations with other presidents and they're recorded and then released and we get a good idea of what that person <laughs> is yes. really like? I like think? that. I think they should all be released. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I know someone might be in the interest of national security, but some just might be interesting to just to just know about. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make informed decisions. Anyway, is that the show? I think that's the whole show, yeah. Mm. Anyway, best of luck, on. I hate <laughs> it when you get political about president's balls, Mason. Yeah, you would. Unsubscribed. Fair enough. But how do we? How do people? Oh well, if you'd like to subscribe, that would be great. If you'd like to subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to tell a friend, yeah. If you'd like to leave a nice review, we'd very much appreciate that. You got a review got one there. right here. It's I'm from ready. Captain Crotch. <laughs> how apt! It's very apt. Uh, it's a show that makes you say, "Maybe I should do this." The Weekly Planet is fantastic. Five stars, by the way. Thank you. Uh, James and Mason not only talk movies and comics and TV shows, but they seem to have the beat of times while doing it. Makes you think, maybe I should have a podcast where I talk we about similar have the things. Beat of times. You know we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it says, maybe I should uh, have a podcast where I talk about similar things. Uh, I need to find funnier friends first. Nick and Richard. Specific That's call out. Burn to Nick on and them. Richard. I hope yeah. they're listening. I hope you've told a friend, yeah. specifically those two friends, to listen to this podcast. And they've mm. been they've been listening for, for weeks and weeks. Step up, Nick. We appreciate and their listenership. Yeah, you and know then it. you've been burned. You've been burned, you bitches. <laughs> Got him. All right. What else? What else uh, do we do? And for everybody else, thank you for listening. We very much appreciate that. Yes. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, like these fine people, you, know you can go to Weekly Planet Pod on Facebook, on Gmail, on Twitter, on Bandcamp. Uh, you can also go to planetbroadcasting.com if you want to sign up to our newsletter yes. from the great Rob Collings. Uh, He's the Weekly it? Planet on Twitter. He is. On Twitter, I'm Wikipedia Brown, and on Instagram, I'm Nick Maso, N I C K M A S E A U. You're Mr. Sunday Movies Everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, we've got some t shirts on tpublic.com. We do. Thank you to The Brute and The Basilisk and Rackham for all our musical themes. Yes, we do. Uh, we're so close to $50,000. Oh, my goodness. I can to, smell thanks it. Thanks to you guys the Intrepid Foundation. If we get to $50,000, that is $100,000. That we can take to the Bahamas. Oh, my God. We're going to get so many Mai Tais in the Bahamas. You know it. Oh, my God. Drinks are so cheap there. But mm. uh, Claire will stop us from doing that. And that $100,000 will go to uh, stopping the world from burning. And Hopefully, we, we yeah. We definitely appreciate that. So. Definitely. Yes. Um, anything else? But well, what else we got here? What Next else is that? We're talking about the Joker. Oh my goodness! We Go have, and see the we Joker. We already have opinion. We have strong opinions on the Joker. You're going to see it again? No. Hmm. Maybe. We'll maybe. see. We'll talk about Are it. Are you going to see it again? It maybe if I have time. Yeah. Okay then. I'll see. All right. All right. Uh. Uh. Bop, bop, bop. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> I agree. But also grab that gem, you guys. We will we'll see, see you next, next week. week. Goodbye. Oh, I'm going to put the end bit in nice. the show because often I forget, but I'm going to put I really it. liked Hate Mail last week. Oh, speaking of, yeah, I was, I was thinking, I thought about doing a follow-up, but it's just, yeah, it's not the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, are these fake? Yeah, exactly. Second yeah, yeah, week yeah, out, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? No, there I was don't. some good stuff, but yeah. I'm like, this isn't good enough. No, exactly. And I think the 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 appeal yeah. drops off a little if, Agreed. if we do two in a row. It's like making a bad sequel, Mason. Making a bad sequel. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.